even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. The Smarky Geeks. I am Frankie DMD de Jesus. <laughs> and I am John Triano, the true hardcore legend. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, you. And you're listening to episode 84. Contact information, as always, you can reach the show at www.thesmarkygeeks.com. Call hotline number at 347 Smarky6 or 347-762-7596. Ask a question, comment, leave us a review, be part of the show. Uh, subscribe to us on our on your podcast catchers. Uh, just search Smarky Geeks or These Smarky Geeks and we'll be the ones that show up. Um, subscribe to us on our Twitters, at Smarky Geeks, at Frankie DeJesus. At the John Turiano. Subscribe to us on our Facebook group. Very lively place right now. Loving it. Uh, subscribe to us also on our Instagrams, at the Smarky Geeks. And as always... On with the show. Let's do this. How you doing, John? Uh, could be better. I could tell. Yeah, I'm in a little... I, tw- I have a... I, something happened... It doesn't happen a lot, but I I, I, tw- I turn, twist a muscle or something in my neck. Listen, John... I'm trying to, I got some trying to suck my own dick. John, on the weekends, does twerk for me. Yes. Uh, it is a service I pay for. Um, I give him free... Merch table merch. There you go. And I need twerks for me. But seriously. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so every once in a while it hurts, then it hurts really bad. It hurts to, ow, to the point where I can't move my neck to the left. Yeah. It's always to the left. And to like the left, and it, to the left. To the left. And if I if I move a certain way or I jerk a certain motion, like twist mm-hmm. suddenly, mm-hmm. shut up. <laughs> it it hurts. And this this is the worst it's been. I haven't had this in over a year. And this is probably the worst it's ever been. Yeah. So I'm on my. I just did my second dose of Bayer. I'm gonna do it again at six and again at ten. Hopefully that allows me to sleep. I really didn't sleep last night. Yeah. Um. But before we do snark, we'll do a bit of smark. Let's do it. Did you watch Winter Soldier? I did. What did you think? I thought it was really good. Uh, a lot better than the first episode. I love the first episode. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I didn't. No, I had no problem with it. But it was. It was just there for me. It was kind of um, a setup episode. Yeah, yeah, I had no problem with it. It was great. I loved watching it, and this one was even better. Um, again, like I said last week, if I feel like this is the type of show that would benefit from being released, I would not be the guy in the room saying that they should release it all, because I do think it's better for them to release it weekly. Right. But I do think this it would serve this show better to release it all. But I wouldn't be the one saying like we should release it all. For a, a very important reason, is that because they're they've trained their audience that they release them weekly. So you don't want to release one show, WandaVision, weekly, and then release the other show all in one shot. Right, right. You're gonna you're gonna fucking confuse your audience. See, I, I'm, I'm so it's better to just whether it it should be released at all or not, it should be released weekly since you already told them your audience. They that they it's set weekly. precedent. Yeah. yeah. 
So I like I like the weekly release thing. Like I said, for WandaVision, it it serves WandaVision better because WandaVision was intriguing. It was mis you know it's conspiracies and all this stuff, and it's some of that's gonna be here for sure, but it doesn't have you like talking talking you know like who's this who's that is this guy's Mephisto and shit like that and that's what I loved about WandaVision WandaVision every week we didn't know what to expect the next week you can kind of expect what's going to happen next week you know some of the shit already ha- is happening like the stuff I said you know right. Bucky being there or um, Battlestar and all that shit like that not that I predicted it I'm just saying like it, it's you can see where it's going you know and they're going to throw surprises sure I'm sure but I'm just saying it doesn't have like that factor of water cooler talk, you know? Right. Where WandaVision did, where it will happen one week and then everyone wants to talk about where this is going, who's involved, is it Mephisto or the mutants coming, and none of it happens, you know, all that shit. This one is just a, it's just an action show, and it's fun, you know. So personally, I think I would enjoy it more if it would, if they just released it all. Uh, but again, I wouldn't be releasing it all. Right. Because I understand the precedent that they set. Right, um, right. I think Loki is going to be another show that does benefit from the weekly right. release. Because that one has a lot of shit going on with it already. Just the from the time commercial. Time travel and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and he's B.B. Cooper and shit like that. There's the... In one scene, if you look in the background, there's that... Um, Plebis? Uh, what the fuck is it called? The, the arcade game that was big back in the day, but no one's played it. Because it was this big conspiracy that um, that the government was using those these arcade games to test our reactions and shit like that. So there was this I forgot the name of the game, but you see it in the in the trailer for Loki. All right. So so it seems as though there's gonna be he's gonna be working through all of these conspiracies and shit like that, like BB Cooper and stuff like that. Apparently he was BB Cooper. Yeah, that was one of his aliases. You know the story of BB Cooper? No. He's a guy. Who um, hijacked the plane? Um, after he stole a lot of money, which was like two hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot of money today. This was back in like the I don't know thirties or something like I don't know the, the timeline. But he stole like two hundred thousand dollars, which would be like two million dollars today. And he hijacked the plane, and he jumped out the plane, and then disappeared, never to be seen again. You know. So apparently he, according to the trailer, from what we see from him, he is BB Cooper, you know. And the reason why he disappeared was because he got zapped from by the 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 Bifrost bridge. You remember when that commercial and you see him yeah. jumping down, and he gets zapped and all there's just like cash all over the place. Apparently, like that, like he's BB Cooper, and I think he's gonna be going through time in different little conspiracies and shit like that. Um. So I think that's going to be a show that's going to get us talking. Like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? Who's the bad guy? Shit like that. But, um, but I am loving the show. I love the, the, the action that they have and um, the story that they're doing. I, I like it. They, they did Isaiah Bradley, the first Captain America. The black, first black Captain America. Yeah, but I don't think they're saying that he's the first. No, but they're saying he had the super soul, super yeah. soul, the serum. Yeah. You know, like why nobody... I, I like how... They explained why why it was never mentioned before now. Bucky's like, because he's been through enough. Yeah. Which was a cool way to explain it. Yeah. And, uh, again, this is like another thing I said that that was going to happen in the show. Um, 
he's dealing with a lot of he's going to be dealing with a lot of social issues here right and this is one of them this is basically Marvel's Tuskegee Airmen right right, right. Um, that's part of it and then right after they deal with that the cops pull them over right they don't, they don't recognize Sam Wilson yeah. and automatically take um, Bucky's side yeah so, Until they figure out who he is. Exactly. Once they realize who Sam Wilson was, the whole attitude changed. He now he's a celebrity. I did like the twist, though, where... Bucky's the one that got arrested. Yeah, when the soldier gets arrested. I'm like, huh. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I am loving the show. Like, I, it's it's not it's a must-watch for me. I do not, I'm not missing it. No. I'm no, no. It. It, yeah, it's yeah. definitely fun. And again, I'm, I'm of the mind. I'm the opposite of what you think. I like the weekly releases. No matter what show it is, I just think it, it serves certain shows better. That's all. Um, the did you, you didn't watch Invincible? Not yet. I'm gonna try to watch it tonight. I did. It's very good. Um, it is the most wonderful. I, I mean, I can't recall the story too much about Invincible. I, I've read the majority of Invincible. Right. Um, but it's been years. So I mean, I'm not sure how one to one they're following the story. Feels like it's one to one, you know. Right. But the art of this, the animation is one to fucking one. I'm like, gee, this feels like the comic book. Um, the voice acting is great. It has um, the dude from Walking Dead who got. Well, it's a lot of the cast of Walking Dead is in this. Yeah. Does voice voice acting. Yeah. So a lot of the Walking Dead actors are, are doing voices in this. Yeah. Um. J.K. Simmons, he's the father. The, yeah, so it's a it's a great show. I made the mistake of watching it while my daughter was around. Bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was pretty tame the first episode. Anyway, it was pretty tame for the most part up until the end of that episode. Right. Um, do you remember what happens at the end of the I, first issue? I don't. Don't tell me because I want to watch it. All right, but it's fucking violent. <laughs> people fucking die in violent fucking ways and I'm like oh and I, I my daughter was eating dinner and she all I hear is oh my god I'm like oh no no you don't say you don't yeah. say that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh no uh, but she was she, she was fine she was fine um as far as I know um <laughs> I just ignored her screaming at night when she wakes up um <laughs> That was fun. Uh, if anyone has any questions, I I have started watching Justice is Grey. Um, do you know what this is? No. They so you know they released the Justice League movie, right? The the Snyder the oh, yeah, oh, Ju- Zack Snyder's Justice. That's League. the black and white version of Justice League. Yeah. So Friday they also re I'm not sure it was Friday, but sometime this weekend they released um the black and white version. It's called Just it's the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Colon, Justice is Grey. Okay. And it's in black and white. Um, I started watching it. Again, it's still four hours. It's not like they took anything out. Um, it's good. It, uh, I do feel like some scenes it does add to it, but then certain scenes I feel like it takes away. Right. Because it's a fucking superhero movie. Uh, but there are certain scenes that I'm like, oh yeah, this, this feels more deep in a black and white setting. Really? Um, yeah, like the Aquaman stuff in the beginning, when he first meets Aquaman, like it just feels deeper with the black and white. Um, 
but uh, but then like certain things like when you see cyborg for the first time and it's like that really should be in color yeah. you know um and certain other certain scenes that and I'm sh- I'm assuming certain scenes in, in one that I haven't got to or big battles and shit like that and we're like this should really be in color you know um but other than that it's it's, it's fine well I remember they re- when Logan came out they released a black and white version of it yeah I didn't watch the black and white version of Logan I would assume that probably works very well in black and white yeah I haven't seen it I've seen the color version sure but I haven't seen the black and white I'm assuming it probably worked a lot a lot but a lot what I can't talk can't talk man. Um, something about starting Smirky Geeks just made me fucking stupid to talking um, that's what that made you stupid yeah thank you my <laughs> mom um, but uh, that's, that's kind of sad yeah I'm assuming Logan probably would work very well in black and white um, but yeah All right, one more quick thing this is this is something the NBA trade deadline just passed it was Thursday Right. Yeah, not really, not really about about the trade deadline. In the NBA, there are three plays with the first name Gary. Hey, Gary. Okay. Sorry. Um, Gary Harris, Gary Clark, and Gary Trent Jr. They all got traded. Okay. On the same day. <laughs> Although, basically, NBA had three guys with the same name, and they all got traded. <laughs> That's one of those weird anomalies. Like, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I'm like, I heard that. I'm like, wait, what? I looked it up. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> hey, Gary. Are they, were they the same age? I don't, I don't think so. I was going to say, like, maybe there was like a year where, you know, like when Game of Thrones came out, everyone's naming their kid Daenerys and shit like that, right? Yeah. So maybe like there was something that came out as some time, some eight, some year where people just started naming their kids Gary, you know? Or Gareth or whatever. Gareth. <laughs> Gareth. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> it's why one of the players that got traded, his name is Gary Trent Jr. His father used to play in the NBA. And his father used to play on Portland and got traded to Toronto way back. So this kid got, got used to play on, on Portland and got traded to Toronto. Just like his dad. Nice. So, that's, that's nice, though. I, I actually do like that. It just feels like history... Like have, destiny, you know. I, I've seen, we've seen that a lot in the NBA where players end up playing the same team as their fathers, yeah, or their brothers or whatever. Yeah. It does. It, it has happened in the NBA. Yeah. Doesn't happen a lot. There's not a lot of father son dudes that make it that far, but it has happened. So, all right, that's my sports ball talk. <laughs> um, so you want to close the chat? This um, snark book. Yeah, it's called, let's stop the smark and snark and start with the smark. Right. So, some news. Let's get, let's get some updates. Uh, we talked about some of this last week with um, Charlotte and uh, Andrade. Uh, first thing in Charlotte, we, were, we, we speculated about her being taken off of WrestleMania and why and stuff like that. Um, but we were wrong, supposedly. It had nothing to do with. Andrade. Andrade. It was she she has COVID. Right. Um so that and also I think she's also making a movie. She's was, doing um she's doing a, a walking tall USA yeah. movie at the male version the female as a female lead instead of a male. Yeah. Rock did it yeah. years ago. Um so that that as well. So for that was basically the reason for her being taken out. Um 
Not to say she won't appear at WrestleMania, though. Yeah. I mean, she chances like she's going to be there in some form. Yeah. Probably to challenge the winner of Asuka and um, Rhea Bailey. Yeah. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Um, so, yeah. So, that's the update with her. Um, the other update is Andrade got his released. Yeah. In a very big way. Like, no 90 days. Yeah. So, he can go anywhere he wants right away. Yeah. Um, Where do you think he ends up? Well, he's he's the type of guy that can go anywhere. Uh, but the only thing is, who is looking for something? You know what I'm saying? Like, AW just hired a bunch of guys. You know, Christian, Paul White. Are they gonna bring? Are they gonna bring him in? Are they gonna be see, ra- going right away for him? See, my here's my weird thing. I'm one of those people that shits on AEW for hiring all his ex talent, WWE mm-hmm. talent. Yeah, he's one guy I wouldn't mind being there. Yeah, yeah he would work. Um, but the thing is, like, like I don't know if they are looking to hire right away now after getting Christian and Paul White and um, Ethan, Page. Ethan Page and all the you know, so they, so they might not be like in a rush together. I mean, he can, he can always go, but he can always go to Japan. Japan also, who would want him? Sure, but they've also been very tight with their money, you know, with what they've been doing uh, over there with their small shows. Um, Impact can probably throw money at him, but would he want to go to Impact? I mean, maybe for a small run. I odds are he's going to be going to different places for a while. He'll do what Cody did. Yeah. When Cody first um, left, he'll go. He'll he'll go to Ring of Honor. He'll go to the Japan. He'll do some stuff in Japan. He'll do some stuff for Impact. He'll jump around a little bit. Yeah. And so long as he has a place there, like it, it'll make sense for him to go to Ring of Honor because Lawson Goblins. Is there Roosh is there? Um, I forgot what that faction over there is called. It's a different Lost and Goblin list. I think Legacy of Lost and Goblin, something like that. Um, so he can go there and mix it up with them for a little bit. He can go back to AAA and mix it up with that and Goblin list. There, now CMLL has their own in Goblin list now. Like they're all over the fucking place. And then he could go to Japan as well and team up with Naito. Right. You know, because he brought Naito into Nosa Galvanales. Um, so when he comes back as Los Sombra, um, I do hope he comes back with the mask. I don't think so. I don't but, think so either because he, he, he could still use the name Andrade. Yeah, but the thing is, he, he, he took off the mask a long time ago, before he even joined WWE. Right. He had a, a, a Puestas match where the loser is mask for mask, and he lost. And he had to unmask. So that happened a long time ago, uh, but I, I'm I'm curious if, like if you might, I'm sure he'll come out with the mask on because he used he used to do do that in NXT and WWE as well, but he would come out with the mask on and take it off before the match. Um, but it'll be cool. Um, I think he'll probably go as La Samba though, other than Andrade. But um, yeah, I think the. Yeah, like you, I think he could probably be at the end of the day, after he's done his run, he should show up at, the, at AEW. Right. And just be a star there with Zelina. Um, and maybe um, Santana Ortiz. Like that, like Los Angeles in AEW. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, that said, Zelina Vega, there's a little update with her as well. She can't, supposedly cannot sign with AEW right away. Right. She, she has signed a contract good. somewhere. Yeah, it's not necessarily wrestling base, supposedly. Um, 
But that's not to say that she can't do stuff with them, though. Right. So she can she can probably make an appearance, and then months down the line we'll see that image on social media. Zelina Vega is a or well, what's I'm her name? Elite. What's her name? Thea. Oh, Thea, Thea, Thea Trinidad. Thea Trinidad is all elite. Or whatever she's gonna call herself. Yeah. So, I'm I was happy for Andrade. It's exciting to have him out there. So wherever he lands, I think it's gonna be great. Um. The update on well not the update but uh, we got news on Road Dog having a heart attack. Yeah, my gosh, Thursday night came out of nowhere. Yeah, best wishes to him. Yeah, they don't know. They still don't know. He's still in the hospital. They don't know what. This... Supposedly after tomorrow. Well, as we're recording, this is Sunday. Tomorrow he's getting like a, I think he's getting a catheter today yeah. to determine what's going on with his heart if there's any um damage. Um, and then so I think like tomorrow on Monday. Uh, they'll we'll know more, um, but yeah, but they did like a test on his kidneys to find out. Supposedly his kidneys are fine, um, but yeah, that was crazy. Came out of nowhere. They took him off TV and then well, backstage, and then um, that happened. So best wishes to him and his family. Um, I hope he gets better. He yeah, comes back stronger. Definitely. Um, let's get to the big news. Go for it. Uh, Peacock. Oh God. Um. I fucking warned you. Didn't I warn you? Yeah, you did. I fucking warned you. This shit was going to be a shit show, guys. A fucking shit show. And that's what it is. Now, there's nothing on there. Okay? The search feature sucks. And uh, the big news is, is that they, they're taking stuff down. Obviously. For obvious reasons. Like NBC, Universal is a big fucking company. Right. So, they can't have, you know, the racist shit that WWE is known for yeah. on their on their service. Uh, so, they took a lot of shit down right away. Um, and so, now, they're reviewing over 17,000 hours of the network. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... And, and then... So, basically, Attitude Era Roar, two-hour Roar, is going to be like, what, 15 minutes? Yeah. Well, no. Well, depends on what the fuck they do. Right. I. What's your take on them taking this stuff down? I don't know. Like, on one hand, I get why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I get why they're doing it. On the other hand, I'm like... I don't know. I mean... I don't like... Per, well, just I'm two minds. I don't like it. And two, I don't care. So... Because it's, it's like if if it's the attitude error, which is overrated, right? Yeah, l- who cares? Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, everybody everybody romanticized the attitude error, and it had a lot of great stuff. A lot of it was just garbage. Mm-hmm. Attitude error brought a lot of great stuff. Attitude error brought DX, Legion, um, Nation of Domination, Austin. Yeah. It brought a lot of great stuff. But take all the big stuff out of the way. The rest of it was hot garbage. Yeah, it's it really a lot of dumb was. stuff. It was a lot of dumb shit. But there, there, there's that dumb stuff. But it's not just that. There's a lot of shit that even before '91 or in the '90s was also very racist and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, the thing I have the reason why I don't like the idea of them taking it off is because one, you're holding their hand for them. You know, you're not. They're not being held accountable. They should be held accountable for that shit. 
So leave that shit there. Right. Uh, two, where do you stop? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't just stop at racism, because then what about the sexism, right? Right. And all the other isms that you can think of. It's all there for years and years and years. Because you know the May Young thing <coughs> with the... With, um, the Dudleys is gonna take get taken off. Yeah, you know the thing which you've brought to a hand that's getting taken off. Yeah, so I just I mean even before that like that even before that you, it goes and even till today, dude, they have Akira Tozawa running around as a fucking ninja. Okay, like it doesn't stop. So where do you stop? I think the solution is what Disney Plus does. I don't know the Peacock app too much. I do, I do have it, but I don't know if they have like a kids section. I know they have like a section where you could go like just kids stuff. Right. But I, I I don't know if they have a kids profile. So like you can just give the control to the kids and they can just look at kids stuff all day like Disney does. Um, Disney has it so that Disney went through the same thing where they put all these cartoons up and a lot of that shit. Some of that shit is, or a lot of it has a lot of racism and, and, right. and um, you know, derogatory shit like that, you know? You know, there's one cartoon my kids used to watch all the time called Aristocats, right? And it got taken out of the kids section. So, like, when my kids are in their kids' profile, they can't look it up. And it's got taken out because it has a lot of Asian, you know, hashtag stop Asian hate. It has, like, a lot of Asian racism and shit like that, right? And to... Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you can't watch this, you know? And I explained to them why. Um, so that got taken out. But it wasn't taken off the service at all, right? So you can, I can go into my profile, which is an adult profile, and I can still watch that movie. Right. If I wanted to, for whatever reason. So, but it gives me a trigger warning. A 30 second trigger warning pops up saying like what you're about to watch has images of racism and sexism whatever the fuck isms and just to let us know that you know they don't condone that and this blah 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 and you and you get to watch the movie as it is as it was and they should do the same thing for WWE for every fucking thing even the new shit that comes out just do a fucking 30 second trigger warning listen what you may what you're gonna watch may have images of racism and fucking derogatory and sexism and all that shit and then don't have it searchable in the kids section you know well have yeah have WWE have wrestling have it's own section where you click into it to watch wrestling but you gotta sign up for it like you gotta get approved for it not approved no that's too complicated no one's gonna wanna do that shit we gotta figure out I mean no just have if you're gonna have a kids profile like Disney has like a a you can choose to do the kids profile and then you can just give the control to the kids and they can just look at whatever kids movies that are available and then you can have an adult profile and it, you, like you know like I have uh, HBO set up where it's my name your name right like I have one set up for I have one set up for Aiden right or the kids and everything that's searchable in that kids section is nothing but kids movies nothing over rated G is searchable you know or only anything over uh, rated G, you know, PG or PG thirteen is can't you can't search for it in that profile. And that's what they should have. I'm assuming they do. 
have like multiple profiles you can create, and then you have a kid section, and then just create that kid section, and then just put it here. Right. No d- wrestling for kids, you know. But uh, but it, it, the the thing is, it's stupid, and the odds are we're never gonna see this shit ever Every, again. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they're not gonna spend this money to have a bunch of people watch all seventeen thousand hours of video and take it out. You know, right. they're gonna give up on it. They, I said this before. Peacock fucked up somewhere. They didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah. And they spent the billion dollars on this shit for the content. Yeah, and they probably didn't because nobody looked up what was on the network now. Nobody looked it up mm-hmm. to see what what they were getting into. Yeah. So, I think the best thing to do is put the the trigger warnings. And don't have it searchable in kids' profiles. You know? That way you can have the the network. But does Peacock have, but does Peacock have like we have like a like a separate section just for kids though? Um well if they don't then they should. You know? Like a kid's pro- uh, profile. Right. So that way when it's cert- you put the kids in their kids' profile, they can't search for wrestling or any rated R movies and shit like that. It'll fix just more if they do that. If they don't have it and they do that, it fixes more than just the wrestling problem. Right. Because then they can't watch rated R movies or TVMA shows and shit right, like that. Right, you know? right. So it fixes that problem. So just just do the, the trigger warning. Don't have it searchable in kids' profiles. And then then everyone gets to have the network as it is. You know? Because it, it, I miss the network. <laughs> you know? And now we're cock blocked. Ha! It works this week too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, those also, we're gonna talk about it next. Fastlane. There was yeah. a four minute delay to start a fast. Oh, that was another problem. Yeah. And you, and because they don't, doesn't have a rewind feature on new. Yeah, on live watching live people miss not that it matters. Fucking yeah. Fastlane. Also, I read yeah. somewhere that if you have the free version of it. Pay-per-views, like, Fastlane is only on there for a limited time. Yeah, but the problem with that is that, like, even if you have the pay version, you still see that countdown. You know what I'm saying? What way what? I, th- I think that's... It, so, so you have the free version, it doesn't stay on there forever? I don't know. We're going to have to wait till that countdown finishes. Because you still see that countdown. Well, maybe the countdown just is on there automatically. Yeah, I know, but... We're not going to know until the countdown's done. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to be like, where's my fucking WrestleMania? You know, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, So, yeah. Fucking Peacock. Yeah. And don't yeah. get me wrong, the service is good. I, I yeah, like, I'm paying for I, I got it. Yeah. I figure I'm not, get, I'm not paying for the network. I'll pay for that. Yeah. You know, and I'm watching, there's still a lot of cool shit on there to watch. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like I'm not getting my money worth. Yeah. So it's five dollars. So well, I'm paying for the full version, ten. Are you getting the no commercials and shit? Yeah, I might as well. Yeah, I haven't upgraded to. That. I'm going to. I just haven't done it. Yet. Well, I just did it right away. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not paying for one thing. I was paying for something. I'm not losing any money. So. Yeah. So. So yeah, Peacock. All right, let's get to fast. <laughs> let's do this. All right, so. Fastling thing. It opened up. Uh, we'll, we'll skip a hundred. You'll be right. All right. 
Um, what were we watching? Did we say we uh, were watching tw- uh, TNA 2012 Bound for Glory? We're watching TNA because we only can watch any old WWE stuff. <laughs> Fucking Peacock. Cut what? Uh, all right, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> so, um, fascinating. The, the pre show Riddle defeated Mustafa Ali to retain the U.S. title in the process. Reckoning, ter- reckoning, um, whatever that faction is called. Retribution. Retribution, yeah. Turned on Mustafa Ali. Yeah. I just don't care. Whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't watch Raw this week. I didn't. Um, so I don't know where this went. I just don't care. Yeah, I, I really don't know. But yeah, it's whatever. The match itself, I, I, I rewatched. It's not bad. Three stars. All right. Um, opened up with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeated Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks to retain the women's tag title. Yeah, again, the match was actually not that bad. No. I gave it three and a half. Um, but the the whole story doesn't make sense. It didn't. You knew Bianca and Sasha weren't winning the belts. Yeah. Because so they're going into they're fighting WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't know. Supposedly Sasha's the heel in this situation. Yeah. But you don't know. Because you don't know what... You, don't, you have no idea what WWE is doing with these faces and heels. Right. And I have no clue. So... It should be a good match, though. All right. Uh, Big E defeated Apollo Crews to retain the Intercontinental title. This was confusing as fuck. Um, because supposedly there was a botch here where Big E was supposed to bridge out of the pin. And somehow the ref counted Apollo out. And so... He just, Apollo just uh, reacts, I guess, you know, to fill out, to try to fix it or whatever. So he just starts beating the shit out of Big E. But yeah, there was a botch here where I think Big E fucked up. So instead of just giving the title to Apollo, they just announced Big E as the winner. You know? The match itself was not bad. So Apollo was supposed to win? No, I think Big E was supposed to win, but he was supposed to kick out. Oh. But he didn't kick out. He fucked up. Ah. So instead of just going with the flow and just giving Apollo the title, even though it was by a botch, and then you can have a rematch on Raw or whatever, or whatever show they're on SmackDown, and then give it back, you know? Uh, they just decided to just... All right, Apollo... Uh, Big E won, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's this storyline. All right, next up, Braun Strowman defeated Elias, who's subbing for Shane McMahon. I don't want to talk about it. No. Let's move on. All right. Uh, Seth Rollins defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. It actually wasn't a bad match. I mean, yeah, it was whatever. I gave it three and a half. Yeah, same thing. I watched it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was just there. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, it was still, it, it was a good, it, it was a good match, though. I mean, that's the kind of match that WWE should be promoting. With that kind of talent they have. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, this... They weren't like this wasn't like a great pay per view match or anything. Like that. It was just a it was just a good match, right? Mm-hmm. I right, Drew McIntyre defeated Sheamus, which was actually a really good match. I think this was my favorite of. Yeah, them. I agree with that. Uh, I did love this match a lot. Um, Alexa they Bliss just killed each other. Huh? They just killed each other. Yeah, pretty much. I do think their Raw matches were well. One of them was a lot better than this, but this was still great. Three and three quarters. I give it. 
Um, we're gonna skip the Lexa Bliss and Randy Orton. It was just what this what, what the fuck is that shit, man? I don't know. And at the end, Alexa basically rock, cowgirls Randy Orton for the pin. The Fiend coming back from under the ring. Uh, Pizza the Hut. Yeah, I read somewhere there's a rumor that it's actually Bo Dallas underneath the, underneath the outfit. I heard, yeah, supposedly. Like whatever, I, I just don't care. Does that? It doesn't even make it better. It really does. It's just the whole thing is stupid. And it made about Roman Reigns defeated Daniel Bryan to retain after Edge basically turned heel. Yeah, um, I had to go back and watch this match because as I'm watching it with you, you I was, I was watching here. Um, I kept getting angry at this match, right? Like I, yeah, I, yeah. Kept, I kept bothering him. But then I go on social medias, and everyone's fucking loving this match. Like, they're, like, giving it match of the year contender shit. I'm like, really? So I had to go back and watch it. And? I do contend that it was a good match. But nowhere, anywhere is this in the realm of match of the year. People like to use that match of the year thing of, like... You know, it's like, everybody, you know, I, I, think, I think everybody holds WWE to a different bar. Like, to, like, a different... Yeah. It is a good match. I, I like when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, they really told a story here. You know, like Daniel Bryan was breaking him down. That's why it felt very slow in the, in the beginning. Because he's breaking him down. You know, and he wants, the story is Daniel Bryan wants to be the one to tap out Roman Reigns. That's what he wants to do. So that's what the story was from the start. Like he kept like doing body shots breaking them down wearing them out and then every so often Roman will get a reversal and get power moves and starts destroying him that way you know and then then it gets heated up more and then there's a fucking ref bump and then you get the the edge turn so I did like the that side three and a half for sure like it's, yeah. it is a good match um but nowhere it's nowhere near the no, no, no. of fucking match of the year. People are like, they'll, they'll, ooh, they'll, they'll put on a, a good match, match of the year candidate. No, it's not. Like, dude, like the the, the Drew McIntyre and Sheamus? I can I can see that being in a conversation. Yeah. It's not. But it deserves to be more in a conversation than Roman and Dan O'Brien. Yeah. Fuck sakes. This led to them on Raw turning the, the main event of one of those nights into a triple threat. Yeah. Which does make the match better. It does. Dan and Brian being there does make it better. Because then you could have Roman win the belt match without having to pin Edge. Or if you want to put the belt on Edge, you could have Edge winning the match but not having to pin Roman. Yeah, or just fuck it. Put it on Dan and Brian. That'd be a nice little twist. You know what I'm saying? So it does make it does make the match it better. Get, it gives you I'm more not, opportunity for yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, and Pete Edge was not clicking with people. You know? He was supposed to be that baby face. And he just wasn't clicking. You know? Well, like, I was watching Raw, and he comes out off as an asshole. Like a whiny jerk. When he's supposed to be coming off as a face. So I guess someone read the room and was like, we need a, someone that 
people can cheer for. So they put Daniel Bryan in there. Makes sense. Right. Um, so it does make, I do think it does make that, that main event better. Even though I don't, I'm not a big fan of triple threats and stuff. Yeah. I do think him being in that WrestleMania match is going to be, makes it better. I do think so. Yeah. Uh, so that's Fastlane. Yeah. It's a two match show. Yeah, pretty much. Um, one more quick bit of pay-per-view news before I move to the main event. TNA moved their next pay-per-view to Sunday. Oh, that's another bit of news we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Impact. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, um... Yeah, so NXT, pretty much official NXT is moving to Tuesdays. Yeah. They, their TV schedule, like the tapings for NXT came out for after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And it's all Tuesday stuff. Yeah. So as a result of that, Impact move is moving to their original night, which was Thursdays. Yeah, you know what? Impact was like, listen, we don't want to be beating NXT either. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but, no, it, it's good. The odds are they would have lost. Someone did the math. Like, half of their viewership if they didn't move. Yeah. Uh, odds are they would have lost, rather. Um, so, it is smart for them to do it. It was an easy move for them to do. Uh, supposedly, they are probably Axis's number one show. Um, so they want to keep that up there in viewership. But let me tell you though, Tien Impact's got to start getting crowds in there somehow at some point. At some point, they got to start having crowds. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with Ring of Honor. Yeah. Ring of Honor puts on great shows. At some point, you got to start having people in, people there. I haven't seen it. Supposedly, the 19th anniversary show is really good. Yeah, I, mean, I saw highlights of it. Yeah. At some point, you got to start having people there. Yeah. You got to figure something out. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so what were you saying about the TNA? Yeah, so their, their next pay-per-view is moving to Sunday. Oh, okay. You know how they usually do Saturday shows? Yeah. I think it's the 25th of April. It's going to be on a Sunday. Okay. Uh, is that the, the Kenny Omega one? Yeah. Okay. Because they have a hardcore something coming out the same day of WrestleMania. And I think the, uh, yeah, I think that, I think that's the Kenny Omega one. I think that's going to be, I think it's April 25th. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be on a Sunday. All right, cool. All right. Uh, well, real quick, I'll, uh, I'm not going to go match to match or anything like that. Um, NWA, um, uh, Back to the Attack, uh, was also last week, along with the, the first episode of the new Power. Um, power. Yeah, so I watched Back to the Attack. It is a really good show. Nothing match of the year or anything like that, but it... It does feel like a great comeback for them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and uh, the Thunder Rosa and Camille was a really good match. Uh, I'd say that like that's the one to seek out, for sure. And it has like, a nice tribute to Joseph um, Hudson, Josephus, or, or the question mark. Um, but, yeah, it, it just feels good to have them back, because I do feel like they have a place in wrestling community. And um, it's good to have them back. Like they, they're, they're, they're back for the attack, right? Um, and uh, NWA Power, I do feel was like a misstep though, because it didn't feel anything. It didn't feel like anything special. I kind of felt like they should have put more big matches on there or something like that to make it stand out more. But it was just like another episode of Power. Right. Like it's just back. Yeah. You know? It should have felt like more like we're back type episode. Though. Yeah. Uh, but it does 
Uh, their gimmick is five dollars a month for for NWA Power. So, and it's weekly, so you're getting what? And down dollar twenty five an episode. Yeah. So if Power is gonna be as good as it was before, I say worth it. And no crowd, right? I it's studio crowd. Uh, I believe they do have a crowd. Okay. I they don't show the crowd. But it seems very reactionary to what they're doing in the ring and what's being said. So I think there is a crowd. Oh, okay. um, so, so, yeah. So, yeah. NWA is back and uh, I couldn't be happier. I just hope there the shows can just get better and be as it was before. Go get it. So, so far worth it. Now let's get to the main event. All right. So this is the Wednesday Night Smarks. Uh, soon to be the Smarky Warfare. What do you think? Mm. Because <laughs> um, it's not going to be Wednesdays anymore soon. Um, so as we are want to do, we're going to uh, shoot review both NXT and AEW against each other. And just keep in mind, it's just our opinions. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourselves. And buy our merch. Buy our merch. Now, uh, as we always uh, want to do, we're going to start with the ratings talk. Uh, AEW on this night on TNT was watched by 757K viewers, ranked 6 again in the in the demo, and with a rating of uh, 0.30, so they went up in the demo. Uh, in that demo, uh, the it was 390 viewers in that just that demo alone um, WWNXT on USA Network was watched by 678k viewers ranked 29th for the day so they're back up in the top 30 um, in the demo with a rating of 0.14 and within that demo watched by 180k viewers um, yeah, this was kind of boring today, uh, this rating talk. It's the same story as always. You know, AEW takes all the demos except for the plus 50s. And um, the good thing, this uh, NXT kind of got a little bit back of what they lost. You know, because they went all the way down to like 40-something last week. Yeah. Now they're back in the top 30. Uh, so at least that. Uh, 0.14 still isn't good. But at least they're showing some photo, some form of um, growth in the young viewers. Uh, AEW did good in their young viewers. Um, point back into the point threes because last week they did a point two eight. Um, and you, you gotta figure if you're in that room, you don't want to go under the point three ever. I don't think it looks bad at all. Right. But uh, but yeah, that's that's it. It's just boring talk this week. There's yeah, nothing I mean, really to grasp. Yeah, it's not at all bad for AW, and then you can see the way TNT is treating them. It's it's all good news for them, um, with the the renewal of their contract, the third the third hour show coming at some point. Now they got a reality show coming soon, which I'll get into later. Then Cody was on a game show, so TNT's happy with them. And this is just more, more of that. They're just holding up. 
You got any takes? Um, the real test is going to be when NXT moves. You know, AEW's reason, the, the reason, you know, they're not hitting a million because NXT is taking some of their views away. I want to see how they do when they're, when they're unopposed week after week. Well, they're, they're going to do good. It's not They're not going to hit the mailing right away. They're just not. That's already been proven. But they will get a, a, a big boost in viewers. Yeah. NXT too. Uh, they'll just get... Like, AEW lives in... Their average is 800,000. Right. Right? In week to week. They'll probably live in the 900,000s from now on. NXT lives in the 600,000s weekly. In their average. So they'll probably live in the 700,000s. You know, that's basically what the trade-off is probably going to be here. You know? And, uh... So they're not going to hit that million yet. They're just going to get a little bit closer. You know? And maybe when they they do their big shows, they'll probably hit those millions there. You know? Those free previews and shit like that. But, uh... It's, it's just slow growing. That's all. Okay. But, uh... But I cannot wait till they go to Tuesdays. I cannot wait. It's just gonna be a little bit more relaxed to watch, you know? Right. NXT on Tuesday, AEW on Wednesday. Love it. By the way, I wrestle Monday through Friday. Yeah, if you Week watch... I mean, if you watch um, Raw and SmackDown, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's literally become just background noise for me now <laughs> like like I, I'll be watching shit like the news come out and, and this they'll some something comes out like blah 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 happened on Raw I'm like that happened and I have to go back to my DVR I'm like when did the fuck like, holy shit it did happen um so so there's that <laughs> uh so that's the 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 ratings talk last week I started so this week you start alright um, I didn't take notes this week. I was watching while I was eating dinner, so... I got you covered. I know. All right, so the show opens up with a tag match. E.R. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. I cut you off right there. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, Adam Cole arrives with security. Um, first. Yeah, well... Is that, yeah, I was going to stuff anyway, so... Um, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus Zoe Stark and Io Shirai, building off what happened last week. What you saved Zoe Stark. Yeah. This is a great match. I enjoyed it a lot. I did. I went three and three quarters on it. I went three and a half. I enjoyed it. it was, I mean, obviously, Dakota Kai and Raquel is also going to win. And Raquel got the pin on... She pinned... Zoe. She did pin Zoe. Okay. Yeah. But then uh, later on, there's a... After the match attack where Raquel deadlifts Eo. Yes. <laughs> all the way up and then puts her all the way down like, holy shit. That was nice. That and, got me heated. I was like, they, yes. <laughs> and they are highlight and they are main event night one of TakeOver. Yeah. Stand and deliver. Oh, I feel bad for them now. They should be highlighting night two. Well, I don't I think any I think any match that's gonna be on the same show as, as Champa and Walter. Yeah. It's not it's gonna have a big shadow to get over. Shit, yeah. So <laughs> I do feel bad for them. it's gonna be a great match. It's just Champa Walt. Uh, we'll get to that later. I'm sorry. Right, so then they have a backstage segment where Kyle O'Reilly's getting ready and Roger Strong walks up to him and goes, you know what? He goes, we got to go out there. We got we, we to take care of this. 
And Kyle Riley's like, no, there's no we anymore. Oh, uh, you went ahead a little bit. I did? Yeah. Well, did, do you have when uh, Kyle Riley, when Adam Cole went no, to... No, no. No, I ain't your bad. Yeah, that I happens have, first. When Adam Cole goes to no, 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 the BJJ... No. That happens first. Because then O'Reilly enters. The, no, no, no. No, O'Reilly, no, no. It's after the fact. O'Reilly strong enough to O'Reilly to talk to him. That's when O'Reilly enters. But before this, they show oh, okay. a video of Cole yeah. entering the BJJ gym. Um, oh, and he starts fighting, and him and him and he walks in looking for O'Reilly. Yeah, and they start brawling. Yeah, that, that I didn't like that. I actually liked it, but I had to think about it as after the fact because at first I didn't like it because who's stupid enough to go to a BJJ gym? Alone to attack someone. But, see, but you gotta think about this one. Cole's so pissed off at O'Reilly for costing him the title, he's not thinking clearly. No, 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 I'm fine, but it's just it just feels like a dumb move. But other than that, what happens is what you expect to happen. Kyle O'Reilly kicks his ass at yeah. first, right? Because he's a better fighter, he's a better wrestler. Uh, then you have the, the geeks there pulling them apart. All the other BJJ guys, they pull him apart. Cole gets free, and then pokes or, or attacks um, O'Reilly's eye, right? So I do feel like they kind of show what's going to happen in the future here. Because later, I, uh, not to spoil your thing, but right. we're going to get the unsanctioned match, right? Right, right. So that kind of feels like they laid down some groundwork here. Yeah, O'Reilly's the better wrestler. But Cole will do whatever the fuck he can to win. Right. I kind of like that. That was a little, little putting some well, weight on that. I got another spin on this feud. We'll get to it when we get yeah. when we get to it, though. Yeah. Uh, take down Cole's. Eye. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So then we have Jordan Devlin talking about that. He's like, tonight you're gonna see one of the greatest cruiserweights ever. He's been all around the world. He's done everything, Japan, everywhere, against Kushida. Jordan Devlin hyping himself up a little bit. Yeah. You also had LA Knight before that. Doing his promo. Oh, I didn't guess, yeah. So, basically... It was, it was, you seen one LA Knight promo? Yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, so far. He yeah. can do a great promo, but... But so know. far, they're all the same. Yeah. So, next up, we have Bronson Reed, LA Knight. Bronson Reed defeats LA Knight. I'll, I kind of half expected them to give the belt, give the match to LA Knight, but they did... The, to me, they did the right thing, gave it to Bronson Reed. He... Yes. Because Bronson Reed is a guy you're pushing for is one of your future stars. Yes. I yes. mean, I get you I get you want to put you want to give them an LA Knight the way you're hyping him up. Exactly. But you're telling me this story of LA Knight, and now for what? <laughs> but But you told me nothing about Bronson Reed. But Bronson Reed's been building himself up, they've been building him up for for a while now. He's he should get the win. He's their future. Like I kind of like that. You know, they're not giving the win to the guy who's almost forty. I, listen, I don't mind that. Like, yeah, Bronson Reed winning—that's fine, and his finisher was awesome in this. Oh hell yeah! But it's just like we were getting all this buildup of LA Knight for weeks now, and his second match, he he loses. And I'm like, what was all that for? You know? Yeah. What I think is going to happen, uh, you know what? I'll get into it later because I don't want to. I keep spoiling stuff for me. That's sure. right. No, worries. no I'll get to it. 
We'll get to it when we get to it. All right. So yeah, I, I love this. I went three, three and a half on it. I went three. Um, it was good. It, it was just I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> All right, so then, then they have make then they make an announcement about the NFT tag titles. Don't only Larkin's out. Right, yeah, his show. Six to nine months, so the NFT tag titles vacated, and we'll, at NXT Takeover, I think night one. Yes, it will be MSK versus Grizzled Young Vets. Yeah. Versus Legado Don Fantasma, triple threat for the tag titles. It, it's probably gonna be a great match. It's gonna be. But it should just be the Grizzly Young Vets and MSK. No, I think whoever wins it, the God of Don Fantasma's opinions. Okay, fine, but it should just be those two. No, what I'm saying is Legado Don Fantasma will be the opinions whoever takes it. Probably Grizzled Young Vets. They want M- I think the game plan should be MSK beating Grizzled Young Vets in a, in a regular match without a third team being there. I know, but the thing is. Like the story you've been telling, I agree with you. Like they just thrown in, it does a lot of this stuff later on. It does feel like they're just they got two takeovers they got to fill up, right? And this is just them filling it up. Well, I don't mind. This is fine. It, listen, it's it's gonna be a great match, but I just felt like it. I wish it was just the Grizzling Young Vets and MSK. Yeah, I love Legato. Um, I think they're my favorite so far of these three, Legato. Um, I, to me, I think I'm. I mean, the problem is I don't know because I like all three teams. Mm-hmm. I think MSK has the biggest, like their hot, their hottest team right now. I kind of want to see Grizzly Young Vets take it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be a great match. I'm not sure where it stops. I'm gonna have to take a wild guess at some point. <laughs> all right, next up, um. Only Larkin's out try to get revenge on his, on Danny Birch getting hurt and probably got squashed by Karen Cross. I mean, he did probably a little bit of a fight. Yeah, it was, it was like 10 minutes. I should have been this long. I actually didn't mind it. I thought Cross it, was It was fine. good, but I didn't like the idea. Going into takeover, Cross should have dominated from start to finish. Not to, not to a guy who, I, who is one of or was one of your tag champions. I get that. And that 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 would make cross to that to me, to me that would make cross destroying him even more impressive. But then you're destroying Warcan, you know. Like you're squashing Warcan, for what? Cross still comes off as impressive because it wasn't like Cross was ever under, you know. It was just Lorcan trying to find his way over, you know. And then Cross would be like, "What are you even trying?" And just just destroy them. Yeah, you because know, Lorcan is great. Yeah, but uh, I actually enjoyed. It. I gave it three and a half. I mean, I only got three and a half too. It wasn't a bad match. I just felt that yeah. Cross should have dominated them. So after the match is over, Cross talks about how Fat Balor hurt. No, made it personal, whatever. I love how Balor comes out and steps over Lorcan. Yeah, it's like uh, okay. Yeah, but. Um, then, well, he Bal- shouldn't care about him. They were fighting with them last week, so right. fuck him. <laughs> but I, I like the way like he looked at him like he was gonna help him up. He's like, nah, fuck you, dude. He walked right over. Then Bal talking about like you know crossing goes you know Bal saying I didn't become great until I learned to control my emotions. Yeah, I loved both of these guys' promos. Yes, yes, I agree. I thought they did a great job. Um like you said like he, he learned how to control his emotions and you haven't learned that and you're gonna get lost in the in the ocean or whatever and he's gonna he's gonna win I, 
nothing with Finn's delivery has changed. Right. But I feel like he's done it so many times. Like, I just see him as a badass fucking guy now. Like, he comes off as someone who's professional. Right. And he is better than you. And you know it. <laughs> I wasn't trying to go there. He is better than you, and he knows it. Right. Right. And it doesn't matter how big you are, he's going to step up to you. Right. And get in your fucking face. I liked it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's a bit bland when he says his lines, but I'm like. But it works for his character. Yeah, it just feels like he believes that shit. You know? I was, I was enjoying this. I, I like this promo a lot. So, yeah, that actually, that, that was like that match is closing out night two. Should be going on night one, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> well, th- about that, like, think about it. Like, the woman for NXT. The way they've been built, my thing is, before you go on, the way they built up with Kel Gonzalez, take over night two should end with her holding a belt up. Granted, but the thing is, more people are going to watch night one. I, yeah. By I hundreds of thousands. That's true. So. They're getting a better spot here than the men. And the women for NXT do draw more than... Often, not always. But do draw more than the men. And I would assume... I don't know. But I gotta assume Raquel Yoshirai would outdraw Finn Cross. Again, I don't know. But I got a, I got a feeling like that would be... Like Finn, uh, Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez, if it were on Wednesday, the would outdraw Finn and Cross on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think it's a smart move for them to put put them on Wednesday. All right. This is gonna be my last thing I'm gonna do for my for my first hour. Again, I don't know where I where I stopped. Um. We watched the murder on on live TV. Drake Maverick versus Walter. <laughs> Yeah. I, well, well, first, uh, first they announced the twelve man battle royale. Oh yeah, thing. the way yeah, what happened was they determined who number one contender is. I forgot about that. But Johnny Gargano's. Yeah. I, at first, I'm like, what are they doing? I had to look it up. And it's like, okay. very complicated. Basically, it's a twelve man battle royal. Yeah. And after the first six competitors are eliminated, the next six competitors are in the the I guess the gauntlet match. Yeah. But the order you come in the gauntlet is the order you get eliminated. If you're number six, if you're first one eliminated from the battle, the next one eliminated from the battle royal, you're the sixth competitor in. Yeah. If you basically the last person eliminated from the battle royal, the winner is the last person to come out. Yeah. Once they explain them, I go, okay, I can live with that. Yes. It it does feel like they're just trying to shove more of these guys on TV for the takeover. Right. Um. Because why not just do the Luma shit? Well, no, the, the, the battle royal is next week. Yeah, but then you're going to have six people... On night on, one, on night and they have one of those on night two against Gorgon. Yeah, they're just trying to show up as much as they can on TV. Well, you, like like you said, you got to fill two nights of pay-per-view show, though. I mean, you can just have a match. <laughs> Luma, you were set. You were working towards Loomis and Gargano anyway. But I hope they do something that we don't get that. <laughs> I like, think I, it's going to be LA Knight. That's where I didn't want to spoil this part yeah. before. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking it's gonna be LA Knight. He's gonna get that shot. I don't know if they'll give him the title. Yeah. But I think he's gonna be the one getting the shot. I really hope Dexter Lewis is one of the call ups after WrestleMania. Yeah. And then after this, 
They announced that twelve man. They announced uh, Kushida did his promo in Japanese. That he's gonna be he's gonna be the one to put down the Irishes. And he said that he's the best technical wrestler, which is something Pete Dunne said last week or the week before. Because you know they're setting up Pete Dunne. Nobody yeah. stepped up to his challenge yet. So, yeah, so I think Pete Dunne, Kushida, wrestle at um, Takeover. I'll take that. Yeah. Um. So it was Witness Summer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then they did the Drake Maverick was fighting Imperium in the back with a golf club or some shit. Yeah. And then what? No, I, I, this was funny. And Walter comes out and basically says, "Walter looks. Walter's just awesome. He enters the room. It's just fucking awesome." Um, but then you know, then Drake leaves because he's scared. Drake was fighting them because he wants to know what did they do with Dane, right. Killian Dane. Right. Yeah. Um, because he wasn't around and he's like, "What did you do? What did you do?" Probably one of those people. Uh, um. Quarantine and whatnot. Um, so, so let's get to the murder. And then the murder. Basically, Walter destroyed Maverick. What I liked about it, the referee stopped and it was quick. He didn't torture Maverick. He just destroyed him. Yeah, that's that's what I didn't like about it. I kind of liked it. I like, wanted Walter's, Walter's all business. He's all business. Yeah, he but, comes out, takes care of business, and moves on. No, Walter is violent. Yeah, Walter but is a killer. Walter is a torturer. Yeah. This was just three but Drake Maverick was below him. He's like he, he. I go. I shouldn't even be wasting my time with this. I'm not gonna sit. I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm not paid by the hour. Yeah. I'm paid by the match. But I'm gonna destroy you and leave. I wanted murder. You're an idiot. I wanted murder. Okay. I wanted chop after chop after chop after chop. You trying to kill? You trying to kill? <laughs> yes. That when you say when you say hey. There's going to be a match between Walter and Drake. That's what I'm seeing in my head. Is this That Drake is going to leave this match with nothing but a huge fucking handprint across his chest. Okay? <laughs> That's what I want to see. Um, you're, you're, you're insane. I will say, my favorite thing right now at NXT is this Imperium storyline. Yes, it's been fun because you don't know who they're... They've been hinting that they're trying to draft different people, recruit. Yeah. You don't know who, You don't know how many of them are red, are red herrings, how many of them are there's real. A lot, and there's a lot of meat on this bone. Yes. You know, you don't know... Like, Champa assumed that Thatcher refused and got his ass kicked. We don't know. But we don't know. Because because we because in history with Thatcher and Walter. Yeah. And the whole thing with Dane... Well, they know where them talking to Dane about this, which used to be a monster, yeah. but he's former tag partner. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so after the match was over, Tommaso Ciampa's music hits. He comes to the ring and just goes right up to Walter and he goes, When I said you intrigued me, he goes, I misspoke. Points the UK belt and goes, That intrigues me. Yeah. Thought that was cool. I thought it was really cool. I, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't mind Ciampa winning the belt. And going to England, he needs a change of pace. Let him go. Let him go to England for a while. Defend the UK title because you could. Because at that point, you could put the title on on and drag it off in England. Either Dragunov. That way you don't have. That way you don't have Walter getting pinned by Dragunov. Right. Because he would belt on Dragunov and hold the belt for a while, then Walter gets it back from him. Because let's be fair, that match they had back in November mm-hmm. was one of the matches. I think it might have been a match of the year last year, if I remember. Or it was definitely in the, in, in the discussion for it. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind Ciampa going in, going to UK for a while, defending the belt there for a while. It'll be different, yeah. 
No, he needs a change of pace. No, he's done everything in NXT. At least, at least in this NXT. You know what? And I think that... Oh, so we are getting Walter and... Oh, so after the match... So they had a confrontation and they ended up ripping the necklace on Ciampa that Ciampa was wearing off. Oh, before that, he yeah. fucking chopped the shit out of Ciampa. Oh my though. God, hell yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, yes, that's what I was waiting for. So, <laughs> so as they beat down Ciampa, who kept fighting, they ended up ripping that necklace off that he wore and you told me that his daughter gave him that. Yeah, his daughter. Which I didn't know that. His daughter, Willow. Right, the, is that the widow? I said I was with the widow's Me bell too. DDT. Me too. And then the apparently, widow's bell DDT. Yeah, apparently like it was this big discussion. No one knows what it's called, right? And I keep, you know, I keep hearing widow's bell. I keep hearing Willow's bell. I'm like, who the fuck calls it Willow's bell, right? And then I find out about his daughter, and that's his daughter. The, the chain was given to him by his daughter, Willow. I Which, they should have told us all of this, you know? So... When they're ripping off the chain, we feel something about that. Right. You know, instead of just him just struggling to get it. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I thought those were, like, it's Willow's Bell. Ooh. All right, so that's my, I'm going to stop right there. All right. Actually, um, keep talking, I, I got to take my medicine. Oh, what did you give, um, the Champa match? I gave it three Don't and a half. mean the Walter match. The Walter, yeah, Walter Drake. Uh, I gave it like a three and three quarter squash. Yeah. I loved it because it, it was just Walter take care of business. I just, I wanted to see murder. I wanted to see murder, dude. <laughs> you're a sick, you're, you, you are a sick, sick man. <laughs> We're back. Alright, so AEW opens up with. We're gonna go right into Omega versus Seidel. Uh. And I didn't open up with that. Yes, they did. That was the opening match. They opened it up so much so that uh, Omega was angry about it. Because he, he looked at the camera like, I'm the first match. I'm the opening match. You're champion. I don't remember him opening up. I thought it was... um. Dude, it opened up with... Okay, that was the first damn. match. Damn. Damn. Okay. Um, thought this match was awesome. Um, it was good. Oh, this shit was fucking awesome, dude. This was... Uh, Four and a quarter for me. You're insane. I went. I'll go three and a half. No, nah, this shit was awesome. This was a match. Match. This wasn't like some spot monkey thing or anything like that that everyone f- decides to bitch about. Uh, everything had purpose. Everything was meaningful. You know that shit was awesome. Uh, the the main thing I loved about this was that um, Omega won. Uh, they're kind of training you that it just because they challenge. Cause this was a eliminator match. Number one contenders match. Where if Matt Seidel beat Omega, he gets a shot at the title. Right. And uh, they've done this plenty of times. But the champions have never lost. Right? So eventually, somewhere down the line, it's going to happen. But they've kind of trained you that it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Usually, like with a WWE, if there's a number one contenders type of thing where the challenger is fighting a champion non-title the challenger is going to win and then get the title shot that's WWE has trained us that that's how it's supposed to be AEW decides eventually they will do that but it's going to be a fucking surprise you know and here Omega won and they kept that going um match was fucking beautiful and it was it was so because it had so many like close calls and shit like that that I'm like 
I wouldn't mind if Matt Seidel won this. And then we get a title match between him and Omega, and that would just be even better. You know? Um, I The only thing that I, I was funny, because when I'm watching the match, the rivalry between Omega and Matt Seidel continue. I'm like, they had one match like six years ago. Two matches. How that, from six years, how's that a rivalry? They had one match, like, six, they had two matches six years ago. All of a sudden, the rivalry renewed. Not just because you had a match with someone five, six years ago, doesn't I mean you don't have a rivalry with them. You had a match with them. Well, they probably had tag matches and shit like that. Yeah, it's still not a rivalry, though. <laughs> okay, buddy. It's not. <laughs> Calm down. It's all right. It's not. Um, But yeah, but I love this match a lot. Four and a quarter. You're insane. That shit. Dude, that match <laughs> this, shit was, this shit was fucking awesome. It was good, though. It was good. It's yeah. Four and a quarter, though? Yeah. Okay. This shit was meaningful. There was nothing wrong with this match. Okay. Um, Marvis does an interview with the Dark Order and John Silver, um, where he's preparing for his TNT title shot for the main event later on tonight. Uh, and then they're doing uh, Trust Falls, where he's, he's dodging all the Dark Order from doing Trust Falls on him. Uh, and then everyone move, catches the like the the people who do it. so like like uh, Uno does a trust fall. Silver gets out of the way, and then everyone in Dark Order catches Silver. Stu does a trust fall or a coffin drop, whatever. And then uh, Silver gets out of the way, and then Dark Order catches Stu. Allen Five Angels, he does the the coffin drop, but no one catches him. He just falls onto the the, the couch. Thought that was funny. Um, so yeah, they were talking about him having his shot in the back. Adam Page is um, raiding the refrigerator, and then uh, he gives um, John Silver a pep talk, basically saying like, "Listen, whatever happens out there, they're already proud of you." You know, I thought that was a nice little thing, and it even made better because right in the corner <coughs> was uh, a picture, a painting of Brody Lee. So I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, then we go into Adam Page defeating Cesar Bernoni. Uh, this was in and out. I, I got something to say. What? A couple weeks ago, remember Cesar Bernoni had that that big that big botch with Luchasaurus. Yeah. They ended up taking they ended up taking it off, by the way. Okay. So so when I when I brought that up, I'm like, they should be having that on TV. Your comeback to me was well, Cesar Bernoni's not ready for TV. That's why he's on dark. He's not ready for TV. And the next week he's on TV. Yeah, but do you see how they used him? He just stood still. It was the the person who carried his match was Adam Page. There was nothing wrong with this. Okay. I gave it four for a squash. It was just a squash. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, it was just a squash. He did nothing. Bononi just stood in the middle for the most part. He did like quick power moves here and there. But then it was just all Adam Page destroying him. But wouldn't that TV time be used better for some for somebody else? No, besides? because he he's a jabron right now. This is yeah, where he's but, supposed to be. I know, but you would rather use someone that has some sort of a push to give to Adam, lose to, make, to Adam Page. That Adam Page can make somebody look better too. He can still beat Adam Page can still beat somebody. No, but this is a nothing match. That's what this was for. It was just a little small little thing. Just to go in and out, and then that's it. Jesus Christ! This is how you watch TV. Did I? Did I watch? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, after this we have an Archer promo. 
And it, it, it's, it's become really clear that he doesn't need Jake anymore. Because uh, he can talk. Yeah, I agree um, Coming out... Uh, I already said that. So, yeah. I think I think he's better off doing his own talking from now on. I, I mean, I love Jake. But uh, uh, Archer doesn't need him anymore. I think it's time to graduate from that. Uh, after that, they do the Rosa Baker highlight um, video. Showing what happened last week with uh, the amazing uh, match between um, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. And then, uh, then they show uh, Thunder Rosa doing her promo, which was right after the match, which was a great promo, talking about how she put the you know the woman on the map and all that shit. And then they come back, and it's Britt Baker being interviewed by Shivani, and Britt Baker does her promo, and it was a fucking great promo. Um, she did a good job with it. She basically saying like, "Why is everyone talking about her when it was me? I put everyone on the on the." You know, this is my company. You're not from this company. All that shit. And it was great. She did a great promo. <laughs> Jake Maverick. Yeah. Um, where was I? Yeah. I just thought this was awesome. And she did, they did the right job here where you know people want to cheer for her. Right? And they were. And she shut that down. And was like, this is all I get. This is all I get. And then and just proceeds to shitting on everyone. That was great. Um, she's a superstar. I love her. I got um, the shirt. I got the shirt. You forgot something. What? She basically said, so Mick Foley took oh, me 20 Foley, years. Yeah. To I did it in one night. I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. Granted, there's some facts that are kind of wrong there. A little old some. <laughs> but she's the heel. She's yeah. putting herself over. Yeah, I, I That's know. what the fuck you're supposed to do. Yeah? Yeah, there's been a lot... It was a lot more than just one match in 20 years. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> like, song? Yeah. But, uh, all over the place, too. Like, Japan and all that shit. Nice to go everywhere. Yeah. So, but it, it's a great fucking line for a heel to say, you know, to Mick Foley, you know? Um, yeah, I love the line where she, she even, um, shot on, um, Tony Khan. Like, you hiring all these fucking legends and you got one that's right here right in front of you you know thought that was great she was great she's just fucking awesome um I just think I just like how they have Thunder Rosa as someone who is so likable and you got Britt Baker as someone who's so hateable as a heel and it's not go away hate you know love it uh after this, Dasha goes to interview Christian, who is having a little powwow with um, the Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin, or one of the Martins, because um, they're going to have their mats later. And uh, and then so, so yeah, so then uh, Dasha is interviewing Cage, which then gets interviewed, um, interrupted by Frankie Kazarian. And I got Dasha just walked away. Oh, did you see? I felt so bad for her. She, she just put walked her sh- away. No, but she put her shoulders down and was like, she put her hand out like, this is, this AW is bound to happen. You know, like, oh, another <laughs> interruption. I was like, oh, I felt so bad for her. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was funny. But then Christian and, um, and Frankie have a little power themselves. Uh, Frankie wants to know when's the, because he has that shirt that says out work. Everyone is still bothering me that out work is two words, but he does point out work part 
And he's like, when's that going to start? Christian's like, well, next week. I don't have a partner, uh, uh, opponent yet. Are you doing anything? And then Kazarian's like, agrees to it. So they're going to have a match next week, which should be great. Hopefully. I, I like Zary. Like he goes. By the way, go go. You doing anything Monday? Go. Of course, you're not doing anything yeah. Monday night. And you go. I'm gonna be on elevation. You haven't seen. You haven't since. You haven't seen. You haven't wrestled match in seven years. Maybe you should come check me out. Yeah. I'm like, so, okay. Whatever. I thought that was funny. Um. So yeah. So they set up that match. Let's go a little, little promo, little segment there. Uh, then we have FTR versus the Vars defeating the Varsity Blondes, and um, I'm sorry, FTR and. Sean Spears defeating Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin. Um, thought the match was good. I gave it three and a half. But there was a timing issue here. Um, I don't know if it was because of overseas stuff or whatever, but the majority of this match, or at least the comeback part, happened during the picture-in-picture. Where I, I, I'm watching and I'm like, yo, Dante Martin's doing a lot in this picture-in-picture. You know? Like, it's not like they just went into a bunch of rest holds. Right. Which is right. usually, like, if you watch NXT or Raw, it's usually what they do. It's just rest holds. You know? Until they come back from commercial and then they start back. Dante Martin and, you know, first it was the Varsity Blonde guys and then Dante Martin comes in and he's doing a lot of shit. You know, what Dante Martin does. You know, the flippy shit. I'm like, what happened here? And then they come back from a commercial and then it's like two moves and it's over. I was like... What the fuck happened here? You know? So it was a big timing issue here. Uh, but the match itself, I gave three and a half. Ah, uh, same here. Um, then after the match, the, uh, the Pinnacle have a, a promo segment. Um, and this was good. I think the, the, the Pinnacle are coming together really good. Um, I think, I'm assuming it is, but that should be their tagline from now on. When you're in the Pinnacle, you're always at the top. You're always um, on top. You're always on top. Um, so, so I think I like that little tagline. Can't wait for that to be on a t-shirt. I don't yeah. I get it though. Uh, yeah, you're gonna get it. Who you kidding? Nah, not the pinnacle. Not my thing. You, you, you I like the pinnacle, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was a good line. MJF did a good promo. Everyone did a great promo. Then we went to Team Taz promo video package promo thing where. He's letting everyone know Team Taz is okay. And he goes to Hobbs. Are you okay? I'm okay. He goes to um, Hook, who talks for the first time. He says, are you okay? I'm okay. And he goes to Starks, who kind of pauses and he gives like this sarcastic okay. Have you ever heard? Yeah, he's like, everything's fine. And then he goes to well, Cage. You, you skipped something. Yeah, uh, though, when he said... That yeah. Cage apologized and all that shit. So he probably personally started saying, look on Cage's face, like, yeah, I didn't apologize. He's like, when the fuck did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> was I there? Yeah. Did you guys get me drunk again? What yeah. happened? So then Cage is like, then he goes to Cage, like, you okay? And he doesn't even say it. He just says, the one line he's good at saying, who better? And he does the, does the throat slit thing. Um, so yeah, so still building out on that whole split between... Or possible split between um, Brian Cage and Team Taz. Um, Shivani, do you know where I stop? I do not. I'm um, gonna say after the next match. What's the next match? Will be the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. No, before that. I think that goes to be a second hour. 
Okay, so then I'll just do all this promo stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Lucha Brother match is your second hour. Okay, so Team Taz promo, which I already talked about. Shivani then does a an interview with QT Marshall, and oh, uh, I hated this. Yeah, it was whatever, dude. I mean, I read somewhere that Cody got the inspiration from the Larry Sabisco Bruno San Martino feud. Yeah, he's he's watching tape. Just no, it was so bad. The QT Marshall thing was. I mean, he's trying. I I didn't feel. I wasn't. I'm not feeling. I just don't care. I don't care about QT Marshall. I just don't care. I, I have no okay, but why was it bad? Because it, 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 it just... It just... I didn't care for it. I didn't either. But it wasn't, like, offensive to you. You, you, you sound I'm very offended. offended by it. I was like, I just... See, when a wrestler cuts a promo, when they're trying to build up, like, a match... Yeah. The promo, the idea behind the promo is to get you invested in the match, make you want to see the match. I just don't care. I don't care about the match. I don't care about QT Marshall. Well, this isn't. This is obviously building towards the QT Marshall turn. Uh, also, the Cody's arm thing, um, and then and it's just gonna be more of that. I'm sure QT Marshall's probably gonna be destroying Cody's arm, you know. And he even said the whole thing where he's not. He doesn't want to hurt QT Marshall. So you got that story. It's just there. So one of those guys just there, and I think it's just to. Possibly ride out Cody in some form and then turn QT Marshall officially. Uh, the problem I had was he brought he his wife was there. Right. His wife, who he's known since they were eight years old. Okay. So, and I know relationships have problems. But was this wife just watching him trying to fuck the bunny for weeks on end? That's true. <laughs> That is so, true. I'm assuming it's gonna be one of those things that they bring up later, or the, they want it all. No, they always like to tie it up in a knot. You know, like like when um, Kingston came back and he put everyone back together. Remember, they like to tie up those loose those little loose ends. So I, I gotta assume like somewhere down the line they'll have a promo and they'll talk. He'll probably talk about yeah, dude, they went into counseling and some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's been trying to fuck the bunny for week for months, and the bunny took uh, took care, you know, took all his credit cards and shit like that, and spent all his money. His wife didn't say anything about that. Yeah, and shit. What's that say about him? His wife is hot. Yeah. You know, like why would he be looking elsewhere? You know what I'm saying? He wanted strange. He wanted a piece of strange. You know, men. Men. Yeah, we're a bunch of we're a bunch <laughs> of pigs. Yeah, but uh, go ahead. Oh, all right. So L two opens up with the first defense of the women's tag team titles. Um, Shotzi Blackheart and Moon easily defeated the Robert Stone brand. Well, of Aaliyah and a returning Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, who's apparently who's apparently a hired gun once again for Robert Stone brand. Yeah, so little, little things happened before this. Nothing that... I just want to bring it up. So well, they, they, they did the, the Gargano thing before this, so we jumped ahead a little bit. What Gargano thing? Where he went to Regal's office. Yeah, that was before this. Yeah, but you talked about it earlier on, I thought I missed it. No, I didn't talk about Gargano. But the match, the 12-man match, they announced it here. No, they announced it first, then they showed Gargano getting pissed oh, yeah, off yeah. about it. 
Here. Yeah, because he's like, how can I prepare? Well, I'm the champ. How, like, how can I prepare for this? Yeah. Um, we had a Pete Dunne promo, which was good. Yeah. Um, Talk about nobody stepped up to him yet. Yeah. Which I think that's why, I think, like you said, why you can be Kushida. Yeah, I think so. And I can live with Kushida, Pete Dunne. I can live with that. Stone, yeah, then he talked about the Martinez thing, joining or being hired, which I, is dumb. Yeah. It felt very impacty. Where they were just all of a sudden they're just showing a, a business deal between these two, um, but I thought it was hilarious when they were going right off because she said no to the deal and said, "Here's the new deal. This is half. And you give me half. The other half at the end of the match." Or as they're going off to commercial or whatever the transition somewhere else, you hear um, Stone yelling. I don't have any more money, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Um, I didn't like the the bit, but I thought that that cracked me up. Um, then you had the Shotzi cricket moment, where she said her happiest moment was hosting Halloween Havoc, which I thought was dumb because wouldn't her shouldn't like winning the title be like her biggest moment? Maybe, maybe it was probably meant before winning the title. Is she the, had the title on her shoulder. Only be up to I, it might have been up before she won the title. Happy mom was hosting it. Who knows? I, I don't <laughs> care. So it was a good match, though. For what it was, uh, I gave it two and a half. I mean, for what it was, it wasn't bad. All right. So next just, up, <laughs> these are, these are the titles. That is just this. I mean, it's a first title defense. Got out of the way. You first know. title defense. Oh, come on. How many times are going to do like? I'm already done with these titles. My God, titles went around for like a, a month and you're done with them already. They've built nothing up. <laughs> Come on. They should just build them up first. You know who, who, who this should have been between? Who? This match? This should have been between Martinez and Leah and um, Candice and um, her partner. Was no, it well, Indy? They, well, they're setting that up. Cause never, but this should have been a match between them. That way you're heating up Candice and Indy Winning, getting a win against them instead of them somehow controlling the narrative of these titles. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, they get a win. Just give them wins. So, next up we had Roderick Strong in the back and had Cameron Grimes coming up to him talking about how his undisputed era is over. He wants to buy the intellectual property. Yeah, you know all of this. I, it was fun. I can't. Whenever he comes back on the camera, I can't. You know, remember how he was so annoying? I enjoyed. I enjoyed him from the beginning. I, I was enjoying him from the beginning. But uh, but he they found to, a good spot for him. I think. Yeah, he you know he wants to buy the intellectual property of undisputed Eric. You know, so he you know make make it undisputed again. Yeah. And Ryder's on the slap says no one slaps him. Yeah. So I they think get, they're gonna set something up between these two. They're probably a takeover. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. So. Or next? No, I think next week they're fighting. Yeah, probably. And as, as Grimes on the floor, he's crying out. I thought, how you do business, Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> I do. That's hilarious. Right. Um, give me a second. And then after that was the Candace and yeah, the well, yeah. moonshot segment. And next time they come back, next time we do it our way, on our time and our stage. So probably take over. That'll be the next outfit. So how are they controlling that? This is a weird thing. Um, you want to talk about what they have so far for the takeovers? Well, after I'm done. Okay. Because I want to get to the car, because I have to find another, I have to find another, go over to the page for that. 
I got yeah, I got something. I got what they announced so far. Well, I, I think I have it in my head. So they, well, let me do this. Let me finish my question. Yeah, finish this. Next up, we had Jordan Devlin Kushida, and this was a great match. Uh, I know how you feel about that, Jordan Devlin, and I agree with you. Yeah, but I, I it was still a great match though. But it wasn't allowed to be. You had the the interruption coming in. I gave it three. Right. Because then you had Santa Legado de Fantasma coming out. Oh, this was that part with the referee. So, yeah, so Legado comes out. They pull out Devlin in front of the referee. And that's not a DQ. But uh, they pull him out. And then Devlin is between Santos and Legado, the, the tag guys. Right? And so the referee starts counting Devlin out. Like, what type of asshole referee is this? He obviously can't get in because there are heels in his way. I was like, what the fuck is this? So, yeah, those little dumb things started bothering me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But the match was good, though. I gave it three. It wasn't bad. I went three and a half. And Jordan Devlin got the win via pinfall on Kushida. I just wish that didn't have to happen. So after the match was over, Shawn Michaels' music hits. This was just weird shit. So he comes... I liked it, though, because it made sense. The way they came out, and he threw a ladder between them. It makes sense for you and me. Make, because we know HBK. We know that he works there. Well, no, but the ladder, because he made a ladder match. Well, why is he there? Why does he just appear? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just there. And then he just comes out, doesn't say a word... Just pulls out a ladder and throws it between these guys, and they just react by looking at each other and well, raising remember, their titles. I, I, this would be probably something that Triple H would have done, but he's in quarantine. Like he would have came out and announced that it was going to be a ladder match. Okay, then because he's out there that for, just announce a ladder match. You don't need HBK coming out. It, HB, it just feels weird because he's HBK. But it he's, just felt weird. He's a Hall of Famer. Oh, oh, look at these Hall of Famers now coming down to give the rub, huh? Yeah, but he works in WWE. Huh? He works well, these guys work for AW. <laughs> Same shit. Yeah, you just got hired by AW. Anyway. Same shit. No, not really. <laughs> All right, so after the match is over, we get... Uh, hold on, give me a second to get there. Oh, they also got the stare down between HBK and Cole. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope they're not, they're not trying to hint that we're going to get that match. I really don't want to see that. <laughs> In any sense of the word. Yeah. I really don't want to see that. <laughs> I like Adam Cole too much to have him put, him, have him put through that shit. You know, maybe HBA comes as like his manager. That actually might not be bad. Yeah. You know, I actually would like that. Yeah. Oh, so then that, the, okay, the contract signing. Right, so next up we have a contract signing. The setup, you know, everything has been going on with O'Reilly and Cole. So, the, 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 and I like that the, the table wasn't in the ringles on the stage. Yeah. It went against protocol. I'm having a ring in the stage. Yeah. So they, they're both sitting down and um, uh, William Regal's like, I have a solution. We'll sign for an unsanctioned match between you two. I take all I need is your signature. That's all I need. Gives it to Cole. Cole goes, he goes, you know what? What I liked about this was, Cole's like, I, the end of the guy, I found I didn't need on this video. I need anybody anymore. To him, it's all about business. It was all about business to him. Like, what he did wasn't personal. It was always business. Mm. He signs it. He pushes it over. 
Kyle O'Reilly signs, and Kyle O'Reilly makes it clear that it's personal to him. Like, everything that happened is personal. So after they sign, he just basically throws the pen back at Cole and sets off a, and sets off a brawl. But again, what I liked about it was to Cole, they established that for Cole, it's business. That's all it ever is. He has nothing personal against... Until O'Reilly interfered in his title match, he didn't care about O'Reilly. He was just in the way. But now it's personal. Um, he made, O'Reilly made a personal for Cole. Yeah, I didn't like the setup of this stuff. Like what, what or like the the match that is leading to, but I thought they were great. Why don't you like the ma- Why don't you like the match? I don't. Know, I just kind of feel like this should be like a loser leaves town type of thing, instead of a like a, a like it doesn't feel like a solution. Well, they've been they've been brawling everywhere. You guys want to get your basically you guys want to get your frustration out. That's how we're gonna do it. Oh, so their first match. Is an unsanctioned match, kind of like what they did. Also, also when they do, so when they go ahead, so when they do it, go ahead. Let me see you talk. So when when when, when let me hear you talk. Say when AEWCW did it, it was cool, but, but they didn't they, do it like this. Yeah, but you gotta remember, it wasn't their first match. It was their second match. Big deal. After several other matches, though. They never had one-on-ones? No, they had one one-on-one. They, right. No, they had two one-on-ones. No, one. I'm sorry. One one-on-one. They had a bunch of tags and six-mans and shit like that. But, they, but, they, but they still had matches but at between least each other. The problem and they is still had heat between each other. There's a history here. But it's they were, first they were, match. They were, they were on the same faction for six years. What Cole, think about what Cole did. He made it personal. He, attacked, he turned on O'Reilly. He turned on Roderick Strong. O'Reilly caused it. There was a lot of build-up to this. To this being unsanctioned. They, they And they showed them get, almost getting getting arrested outside. They showed O'Reilly going into into Kyle O'Reilly's dojo. But here's another thing. That's right? how they built it up. Okay, but how is there a solution to this problem, though? What do you... How was... How was Britt Baker and, and Thunder Rosa... And a, a quote unquote lights out match, a, a solution to that match. Oh, it wasn't. It's just what they wanted. Right? Well, this is what. This no, is what, this isn't what they wanted. This, this is, is what, the solution that this is what Regal, Regal came up this with. This is what Regal would. Okay, how is this a solution? How is this ending after this? Like, how are they going to keep themselves away from each other? Look, I agree with you. They should be. This should be a regular match. But the problem, I guarantee, you if this was a regular match, we'd probably end up no disqualification anyway. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I'm just I saying, saying it like it should have been like a go away man like a loser leaves town or something you know what that's how you would call up somebody yeah Cole goes to WWE I don't want to see Cole run, run, neither do I down. but he's, nobody he's, does he, he's had his time here like he's he's done with NXT yeah the problem is I don't want to see him champion again that's I'd rather done. see him champion NXT than whatever they would do with him on Raw Smackdown I understand that as a fan you're right but like, I think I, I think even deep down, I think even he knows that. I think even he's seen what happens to NXT talent that gets called up in the last few years. I think even he's seen it. Well, yeah, but I think he sees himself, like he sees his size and he knows like it's going to be harder for him to get out there. I'll try almost impossible. Yeah, but you got to assume like they want to try their best and try their shot. 
that's the 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 standard is Raw and SmackDown. That is where you're gonna make your money. But you gotta remember one thing though about NXT. A cross is going to Raw or SmackDown sooner rather than later, right? Mm-hmm. We can agree on that. Yeah. That he he's a small or he's a he's a guy that belongs on Raw or SmackDown. We can assume that Finn Balor is gonna end up on Raw or SmackDown eventually. Back, right? Because mm-hmm. he's Finn Balor. And then after that, people like Cole and Gargano and O'Reilly are gonna carry. I'm gonna be the main inventors for NXT. But That's why you keep calling around. But they're not like they're all of a sudden what they're gonna be is gatekeepers and that's it. But, but yeah, the problem is you get past Cole, you get past O'Reilly, you get past Pete Dunn, and maybe Gargano. Who is left that you see as a, a realistic NXT champion? I don't. That's the problem. That, I don't see Cole either. Like I'm done with Cole. I'm bored with Cole. Wow. He's already been the longest champion. It's. Or has Finn passed that yet? No, he Cole passed him already. Cole, Cole's the leader. Cole right? passed him. Cole passed him during his title. Right? Yeah, Cole's the leader. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, like I, see, I don't want to see that anymore. See, but here's the whole problem. That's my. That's another thing too. We I mean we've all, we've all to happen all of us. We've gotten so used to wrestlers dropping titles right away. We can't live a long title reigns. We get you. We, you you get bored with a long title reign. No, why I, do you get bored with long title reigns? I'm not bored with long title reigns. I'm saying I'm done with Cole being title. Why? I was because it's done. It's Why? been done already. So, why? It, it's not exciting anymore. What else are they gonna do new with that? You know, they unless they decide to turn him into a clown like they did with Gargano, that'll be new. They do. You put the belt back on Cole, and you haven't beat everybody that comes in front of him. He's like he that. did the first time. So oh, he does that's it again. the same shit though. That's what champ. That's what long running champions do. They they beat whoever steps in front of them. I don't get. See, that's this is the part I don't understand. This is the part I'm, I can't wrap my head around. We've gotten so accustomed to and bored with champions holding their belts for a long time that once they lose the belt, I don't want to see him as champion anymore because he's been there, done that. But then, see, but then, why are we bored with that? I like that. I like the idea of somebody being champion and beating anybody except in front of them. And if they've done it and they have to keep doing it over again, you know, I'm the champ. You want to tie shot? You got it. I beat you. Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Let's keep going. What's wrong with that kind of title reign? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just I don't see them doing anything new with Cole. I just don't see anything new coming from it. It's going to be the same bad guy Cole that we've had before. You know? No, it's alright. He'll create a new group. Or some but shit. what again? What's wrong with that? There's nothing. There's nothing. Inherently, there's nothing wrong with that. It's you get a dominant champion who beats everybody that comes in front of him, just like Finn Balor's doing right now. Yeah, that's fine. But so you want a champion to win his belt, get a few silent fans, and drop it, then drop it. That's what you want. That's what it sounds like you want. No, it doesn't have to be a few. It could be a lot. But okay. we've had this done with Cole already. So what? Ric He's, Flair did it for years. Ric Flair did it. Okay, but Ric Flair win the title. He defended forever. For against a bunch of people, lose it, get it back again, defend it against the same bunch of people. But nobody, nobody said anything bad about that. And Ric Flair did it. Ric Flair did the exact same thing. Yet Ric Flair is a legend. Ric Flair is a whole, as a two-time Hall of Famer. Ric Flair is a fucking legend. He did that's exactly what he did. Okay, I don't think you can compare what he did to Cole. Like that's fucking Flair. But, uh, but what, inherently, what's the difference? 
when Ric Flair won the Flair. title, hold on, when Ric Flair won the title, yeah, he defended the title against everybody. Yeah. Eventually, he'd lose it. Yeah. Then he get the belt back. And he do this, and he completely. Then he'd complete the cycle. Then he'd repeat the cycle, right? If then he get everybody come in front of him, and eventually he'd lose it again, right? Yeah. Cole is extreme. Adam Cole is extremely talented. He's got great charisma in the ring. He's a great storyteller. He puts on great matches. He's been doing it his whole career. What's the difference? Because it's Rick, because you're according to you, it, oh, because it's Ric Flair. Okay. There's never going to be another Ric Flair. It's, it's like there's never going to be another Hulk Hogan. There's never going to be another Sting. We've all agreed upon that. Why can't Cole be that type of champion who wins titles and keeps defending them? I just don't think NXT is the spot for him, though. It's not going to be Raw SmackDown. It should be. It shouldn't, because... Come on, you think they're going to put... No, I don't think they're going to treat him right, but... That, that's the, that's, but that's is the main roster. Okay? he He's not doing anything here. So... But you're saying he's not doing anything here. Right now, he's kind of between title reigns. Just like Ric Flair would be between title reigns. But I'm saying, like, he should be being seen. Right? He should be getting a bigger paycheck. Right? But the point... He's not. He's not getting paid what Finn's getting paid. Finn is... Not everyone in NXT is probably getting the same. I doubt Finn is getting NXT money. He's getting his money. His six figures or whatever the fuck. You know? But Cole should be getting that. And they're not going to give that to NXT guys. NXT contracts are way smaller than Raw and SmackDown. See, we're not... Again, we're not... See, we're not talking about the money. But I'm saying... He should be a main eventer. He should be being seen by more people. Yeah? Right, but the problem I understand is, that Raw and SmackDown will probably fuck him up. Probably? Yeah, probably. But, like... They had surefire superstars in NXT. Guy that couldn't miss on the main roster. Yeah. We watched him on NXT. They were, they were can't miss. Yeah. Alistair. Andrade, Ricochet, fucking Ascension, don't get me started. They will can't miss on NXT. They get to the main roster and they're lost in the sauce. They're lost. So Adam Cole going, getting more, Adam Cole going to Raw SmackDown, SmackDown probably made a better place for him. Speaking see when more people making more money doesn't mean he's going to be, that. we're talking, we're talking title reigns. He's never going to win a title on, on, on Raw SmackDown. Yeah. Now with people like Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan and Edge there right now. He's not. He's going to be deemed too small. Yeah. So yeah, is he getting the amount of money that he's getting, that he should be getting? No, definitely not. But, we don't know. To him, it might be more point about wrestling. His wife's a fucking, his girl's a fucking dentist. She makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. To him, it might just be about I want to I want to enjoy wrestling. What do you feel about that, though? What? That now he's doing the same match his ladies doing. Well, they're not they're not married. But uh, I I think I, I think the NXT booked it because of that. Because of Brett, you think yes, so? yes. And and that part it's probably Kyle O'Reilly and Apple probably gonna be a bloody a bloody mess because NXT AEW did it. I so I think. I think he should lose a tooth and not be worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I think, I'll be honest with you, out of the two, I think I'd rather see Kyle Riley on the main roster. 
Oh God, no! I think they could do more with him as like an MMA guy in WWE and Raw and SmackDown. More than Adam Cole, I think so. Not like character-wise, Cole fits Raw and SmackDown way more than O'Reilly does. You know, character-wise. Actually, I want to. I mean, at the end of the day, I want to see anyone. Look, yeah, yeah. Keep look. Let us keep Kyle O'Reilly. Let us keep. Let us keep Adam Cole. Let us keep Gargano. You know, Tommaso doesn't want to go. He's already said that. Yeah. You can take Karen Cross. You can take Cameron Grimes. You can even take Finn Balor back. Take oh please please take Dexter Loomis too. Please take Dexter Loomis. He's very perfectly on Raw. That character is perfectly on Raw. Yeah. But give me let us and give us Ricochet back. It seems like to be like a WWE thing now. They have to do supernatural shit on everything now. And Dexter so, Loomis is very perfect there. So it's on Raw. It's on SmackDown. Is it on SmackDown? Uh, I feel like there is something I can't recall it but there's Raw Smackdown NXT's doing Loomis NXT UK now has some weird shit going on with some vampire girl where the lights change and all that shit I'm like really? but but back then yeah and now now as for who wins this I mean you would think that they would give the victory to Cole over, over I mean, I mean, a rally over Cole. But I think Cole takes it. Because I think he wants to build a Cole up yeah, again. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I think they're going to give it to Cole. Because if you, you know, eventually, if you want to start thinking about putting the title back on Cole at some point, hmm. you got to start having him win match. You know, have him win feuds. Yeah. And this would be the perfect way, you know. You know, Kyle the MMA guy, I'd beat him. I'll go, because eventually... We're gonna see Cole and Roderick and um Pete Dunne one on one. Um, I suspect this match to be a possible stealer, sleeper hit. Oh yeah. Uh, Cole is very underrated plunder guy. Um, and uh, this guy can do plunder. And these guys have fought crazy before in Ring of Honor. Right. They've had, they've done a feud on Ring yeah, of yeah, Honor. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I seen it on YouTube. And uh, it it was fucking awesome. Um. And I think, yeah, I think that had a lot of blood in it, too. Uh, if I remember correctly. But, uh, yeah, this has a opportunity to be a sleeper hit. So, yeah, and I, I, say, I think you want to start building Cole that again. Sounds weird to say. <laughs> like, it, like, this O'Reilly Cole is going to be a sleeper hit. So, I think, because the rest of the, the, rest of the, yeah. the, rest of the takeover card is kind of stacked. Yeah. I mean, you're getting Raquel Gonzalez, Leo Shirai. You're getting Cross Finn Balor. You're getting that triple that tag match. You're getting Kushida, Jordan Devin Ladder. You're getting a stack card. So, real quick, before I go finish my show. Night one of your takeover. All right. Which is the Wednesday takeover. The USA, the USA, USA night one. one, yep. Has Io Shirai, Walter Champa, I believe. Uh, MSK, GV, um, Grizzly Young Vet, Vet and uh, Legado del Fantasma. And Eliminator Gauntlet. Not in that order. I think it's, I think I did main event from top to bottom. So, do you think this is your night, like the live night that you guys win it? Viewerships. If you, it's a huge card. I, think I it's would. If, what I would Walter. do, I would open up with the triple threat tag match. I think that's probably that would be smart. My hour, my end of hour one into hour two match would be Walter Champa, 
and close with the close with the tag match. Yeah. That's how I that's how I book it. That way you're keeping people engaged the whole match, the whole right. card. But so do you think they they take it? Uh, depends on how, on how AW counter books it. Or what are they going to do to counter book it? I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to try. Now I, read I think some, they'll do whatever they do. Right. Now but, but they, they're going to do something a little they're going to do something a little extra that you have to. You don't. I think they do. I mean, they don't go all out like a pay-per-view quality match. They'll do what they do, but I don't think they're going to Go like, here's now, a Kenny Omega versus no 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 the Young but, Bucks. But they're you know, gonna they're like gonna that. do like a maybe like a six man tag involving the Elite. They're gonna do something. It's not like huge or something big. Yeah, they'll they'll just book accordingly. But they'll book think. a little extra, I think. Like, there's so. a little a little above, just to get some something to keep everybody intrigued enough to want to see what happens. Um, I think it's gonna be one of those nights where they're probably gonna trounce AEW. I, I, I don't see probably in, in the numbers in the viewership numbers and I think AW and probably they're gonna own a lot of the or some of the the demos but I think AW is gonna come on top in the important demo and then we're all gonna be arguing about that shit the next day where AW, NXT does 900,000 and AW does 750,000 but AEW did a point three and NXT did a point two in the demo, and everyone's just gonna be complaining about who won the night. Right. The next day. Um. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what's gonna happen. I read some. Finish your show first, because I wasn't gonna say finish your show. All right. Uh, here we go. So we're at the the six man. Um, tag match with the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid feeding Young Bucks and Brendan Cutler. Um, I love this match too. Uh, Alex Abrahantes is fucking awesome. He's the Penta uh, translator. Um, they did another one of his picture in picture promos where he's translating for Penta. And he just has such vim and vigor when he translates, where he's like, Penta says. He's going to kick your asses and shit like that. Loved it. Um, I do think... I don't know if you've noticed this, but the Bucks keep calling out the machine guns. The, the Motor City They keep doing... Um, they keep doing tributes. Like the like the finishing move. They keep doing the hand movement. The the Michigan movement. The, when they go like this. When they yeah, put the, yeah. yeah. They hand out and then they point to the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bottom of the thumb to show Michigan. Yeah. Because Michigan looks like a hand or some shit like that. Um, or Detroit, whatever. So they keep doing that. And this time they did the the finisher. I forgot what it's called. And they the camera goes right on Matt and he winks to the camera. So that I think eventually they're going to start building that up. Most as soon as they're able. Against Young Bucks? Yeah, a little revisit to history, right? Um, where was I? Where was I? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Okay. So yeah, so I thought that was great. I loved the uh, Laredo kid here was awesome. He got. The, I love that Brandon Cutler stood with these guys throughout the whole fucking match. I don't think Cutler's like a future star or anything like that. The guy has a place, man. 
and he, his place was to be the pin eater here. So, um, so yeah, but this was one of those AEW matches. It just moves and moves and moves. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. I gave it four. You're insane. No, this was fucking three awesome. and a half. <laughs> fucking way. I mean, because like you just said, it was a t- it was an a it was a typical AEW Young Bucks match. Just spot after spot after spot after spot. No, to me, it was just a spot match. Yeah. Why is that, that bad? Because it's not. It's, I was intrigued the whole fucking time. Not once did I be like, oh, "What's going on?" It was just spot, fucking. You can't take your eyes off it. Because if you take your eyes off it, you're gonna fucking miss something. This was great. Yeah, but that whole cool thing, the cool thing that if you miss it, you're going to do it again. What happened? If you miss something, you miss a move, you're going to do it again. Probably in the same match. No, they never do the same moves in the same match. That's bullshit. Get your hateration out. Whatever, dude. Um, but I thought this was killer. Uh, this was a great match. And they left plenty for future matches. Um, yeah, Cutler hang, held on to held on their level, even though he's not their level wrestler. I love that this ended with the Spanish fly uh, by Laredo Kid. And uh, Laredo Kid got the win, so I hope that means more of Laredo Kid being around here uh, with him getting the win. Well, I re- see, originally, at, when I first saw this match, I was like, but what about, like, that, like they built up Pac as being part of Death Triangle. He got Laredo- I, 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 I found that out later. Yeah. But now, I, and then he also said something about Ray Phoenix did a, something. Did a, I forgot when he said it? Might have been during the promo that like you have something that belongs to us. Talking to the young books about the tag belts. Yeah. So does that mean that the Lucha Brothers are back together going after the tag belts, or do they mean Pac and Phoenix? Uh, probably the Lucha Brothers because they put them all back together in this match. So basically, whatever tag thing they had going with Pac and Phoenix is probably done now. For now. It's look honestly. I've, I mean, I might have to move on. I'd rather to be the Lucha Brothers, not Pac, who after the world title. That's what I'd rather see. Okay. Um, because it's Pac. It's, it's Lucha Brothers. They should be a tag team together. I kind of want to see them apart, though. I th- I think they can do great in singles. Like Phoenix has been doing amazing in singles stuff for this company, and every time I th- I think Phoenix is right there to become a fucking awesome face of the company. Um, but yeah, so I thought this was awesome, and then uh, no, I'll go three and three quarters on it. Oh, thank you. But but four 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 and a half. You you love throwing you like you like the Dave Meltzer of the Smarky Heat. You love throwing out these four star matches. Mm, I don't think Meltzer throws a out like that. <laughs> For New Japan stuff, he does. No, he doesn't. For New Japan stuff, no. he throws out four and five stars of the New Japan stuff all the time. Anyway. They're good. <laughs> it's not like every yeah. match. You should hear what he's be saying about the, the new shit. I listen to him. Right. Um, the new shit that comes out, he's not that over with that shit. Like one or two matches here and there, but it's not every match, dude. The guys, I think the guys love ahead. Um, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Uh, so yeah, so and then uh, the post match I loved, where Kenny came out. So it's being the shit out of Laredo kid, because he's the he. Well, he had recently had a match. They didn't mention it though, but he had not last year, late last year, had that match with Laredo Kid uh, towards the end of the year uh, for the the AAA title, the Mega title. Right. Uh, but they didn't mention that here. So I, I think that's because AAA is having some 
type of copyright issues of their own. So I think they were probably like, let's don't mention AAA too much. Um, but yeah, so instead of bringing that up, Omega brought up Fighter Fest, and when they were all, they had basically the same match, except Kenny, they used color instead of Kenny. Right. Um, and Kenny was pissed off because I think Kenny did a great promo here where he's like, I chose. I didn't choose AEW. I chose you guys. Like I could have went to New York. Yeah, I could be coasting right now. Yeah, he could have went to greener pastures in New York. Could have, you know, all that shit. I thought that was great. Um, and then he throws up the too sweet. And he's like, give, you know, he's giving them another ultimatum, and uh, they decide not to, and they leave. Uh, and then as they're leaving, Kenny turns around and he gets super kicked by the Lucha Bros in the face. And then, uh, I wonder if that could be what they meant. What do you mean? Maybe the Lucha Bros weren't talking about the Young Bucks. Saying that you have what we, something of ours. Maybe it's the AAA title that you're talking about. And they made th- and that could be a reason why Laredo Kid could stick around. To get that AAA title back. That's something from down the line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I thought this segment was great. Kenny was great. And, uh, where was that? Where was that? Four. Okay. Uh, I think, and then they, they, during the match, they talked about a, um, an April, a show on April 8th, a non TV, non televised show. Yeah, basically, it's going to be at, at, at Dally's place on a Friday night, and it's not televised. Yeah. And it's basically WrestleMania week. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Um, or uh, tickets. Yeah, yeah, tickets. I forgot about something that week, right? Yeah, it's it's basically from the, it's basically their what what they used to call it Road to Glory or Road to some shit like that. Yeah, yeah Road to WrestleMania, something like that. No, it's like Road to Glory or some shit like that, where they they do all the indie shows do shows around WrestleMania, right? And he, the Road to Glory is like you attend all those shows until the big show WrestleMania. Uh, so they're just getting a piece of that. Uh, Jay Cargill promo was great. She did a promo on Red Velvet. She's good. Uh, with uh, oh, and then they did the announcement for the Cody and Brandy spinoff. Well, not spinoff. It's a it's a reality show for them called mm-hmm. Roads to the Top. Um, that there's no negative for the show, for them having a, a spinoff. I, yeah, yeah. There's no negative. This is. I said I don't know if I said it on the show, but I said it a couple weeks ago where I said Brandy and Rhodey seemed like that per the, that couple that would have a reality show because they would use them to get that audience because that's what they did with the divas and shit like that. You know what happened? They got a lot of women watching their shows. And that's what the reality show thing is going to be for. Um, I'll watch the first episode. I mean, you, you, you're gonna watch more of it than I am. Yeah. And I and I'm a Cody fan. It's just a reality show. It's, I don't like. Stuff. Yeah. I'm not gonna give it the news for that. Yeah, it's not. I'm curious as to what because other people are gonna be on the show, so I'm curious as to what. Basically, it's gonna be a making of. It's gonna basically be a making of AEW. It's gonna be a lot of backstage shit. Yeah, and that's that's my main interest, and I just want to see like. But do you really want to see how the sausage is made? Of course I do. So. Of course I do. I read about this shit all the time, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. I just want to see how they do it. I just want to see... 
this has, has nothing to do with the show you know um but I'll check it out if I like it I'll, I'll continue it um but yeah this is going to show you that they're doing good on TNT that they're giving this show the game show the third hour sh show coming soon this and this they made clear is not that third hour that they were talking about that third hour wrestling show is still coming either by the end of this year or early next year they said uh okay as an after this mox and king stand do another promo and like i love it i'm getting tired of saying i love their promos um <coughs> I just love that just because they're babyface now doesn't mean that they're friendly with all babyfaces because you have Moxie here saying like I don't like the Bucks you know so I thought that was good but he owes them one so that's why he's, he's cool with them because he owes them um, so I did like that part of it it was just a good promo between these two guys again they were funny but not goofy um and next we have Ty Conti defeating Nala Rose which kind of surprised me yeah, I, I, and it was a good match. Sloppy in the beginning, but then they, they got it together. Um, and this was they basically, it was telling like this is about technique, which is Tai Conti, which is a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu martial artist, and brute force, which is Nyla Rose. And they, they basically showed that. You know, and she kept trying, and she kept getting a bunch of comebacks and shit like that. I like the name of her finisher, the DD tie, um, which is just a what's it called the hammer lock DDT. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was great. It was good. The post match was good as well, uh, where so uh, Ty Conti beats on Nala Rose, and I, I did like that. Her winning felt right. Because they're pushing her. You know, they, they said that she's number one in the rankings and shit like that. And so eventually she's going to get that shot against Sheeta. Uh, which later on we see Sheeta coming to her savior. To save her. Um, so yeah, so after the match, Rose starts to attack um, Conti again. Is about to destroy her. Sheeta comes out because she's not having none of that. Attacks her. Hits the shit out of her with that kendo stick. And then um, the bunny comes out to attack. And then Ty Conti and the bunny get into it. And then um, and then, they, oh, and then uh, Matt Hardy comes out talking about it was a, it was criminal because the bunny wasn't in there. And I guess the bunny now works for him as well because the butcher and the blade work for him. Uh, but the whole match I gave three and a half. Um, same here. Uh, after this, we have a promo video segment for the, the Arcade Anarchy. Pass. Just move along. Yes, it was whatever. Um, Hopefully, this is the end of this, whatever they're doing with Miro. Hopefully, it's the end of it. They move, they move it along. Well, I think this is going to be the start of his actual push, of him being a serious contender. Because um, I think after that they're going to lose this, and he's going to destroy Kip. Uh, so then we got an announcement for next week. We got the Arcade Anarchy with Kip and Miro. Uh, versus the best friends, which is Orange Cassidy and um, Chucky T. Hikaru Shida, Ty Conti versus Rose and Bunny from that last segment. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers 
versus Laredo Kids and the Lucha Brothers. Awesome. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall with Arn Anderson as the ref for the exhibition match. And then, of course, we have uh, Christian Cage versus uh, Frankie Kazarian. Where's Ethan that. Page been? They haven't put him on TV at all. I think I saw him Yes, they have. They was on once after pay per view. Think we want those guys that put on TV like nah, slow, slow burn, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but, sorry, they're telling stories here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I, so rather than put Ethan Page on, you're gonna give us whatever. I whatever. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I can't, I can't, whatever. I, I, I'm lost for words now. You have Ethan words. Page. Yeah. Why not put Ethan Page on TV? Slow burn. They got other things that they're, t- they're telling you. This is why they you sign so many people, and then you send them off TV for two, three weeks. Why keep signing people if you're not going to have them on TV for two, three weeks? You have other stories to tell. You have stories you want to tell. Tell those stories. Don't keep signing people, and then you have nothing for them to do. They're going to have stuff for him to do. They're not just going to sign him and then all of a sudden he's a superstar. He's not some big superstar. It's Stephen fucking Page. Do something with him. He's been on Dark. He's on Dark Elevation and Dark... Yeah, that's what it's for, dude. So wait, is Dark Elevation a... Is Dark Elevation a show for guys that aren't ready for TV yet? Or is it a show for guys that they they don't have time for on TV? Which is it? Both. Dude, it's both. It's those that they're pushing and those that they're not. And then I think Dark is going to be for those like those indie guys who they may want to have tryouts and shit like that. Okay. That's what it's for, dude. Name the game. Get into it. <laughs> uh, where was that? So, yeah. So, Christian Cajun and Frankie Kazarian is the last match. Then we have a Scorpio Sky promo, which was whatever. He also announced that he's going to have a, a match with Seidel on, on Elevation on Monday. And then we get into the main event, which is Darby Allen defeating John Silver. thought this was really good. A um, really good main event to cap off the night. Uh, Silver was good. Sometimes Silver kind of gets over the top with his character. A little bit. Like, like to a point where he feels like Otis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. He does. I agree with you 100%. But he's so fucking good in the ring. See, um... Go ahead. He is one of the... He's one of those guys that should be pushing hard. I get... Like, you've heard my bitching mom about Dark Order. Dark Order is a joke now. I mean, but that that's what they are now. There's no going back now. That's what they are. Which is, They're a mid-card act. You said it yourself. Yeah. He, they need to break they're him away. They're not a joke, though. But yeah, they, they are mid card for sure. They're, they're a joke. They're, they're not right. what they were. I, I, they're not what they were before they first started. They're not that. They're not that cult that they were. Right. They're not that. No. And he is too good to be stuck in that, whatever they're doing. But you're saying that like it's Dark Order is just gimmicks. They're not. I didn't say that. The whole, I'm not saying they're gimmicks. Well, you say like as if he's attached, it's bringing him down. It's not bringing him down. The problem is because he's stuck in that silliness that is a dark order right now. Better or worse, he's gonna be that. He's always gonna be seen as that silly character. Right now, it's fine. 
But eventually, they have to break him away from that. It's, no, he's got to be taken a little more seriously. Yes and no, like because it's like again, he gets over the top, but he's not a cartoon character. You know uh, what I'm saying? Johnny Hunky, he's kind of a cartoon character. That's all. He, but that's him just saying something. It's not him. And I'm not, I'm not trying to draw comparisons, but it's not him being afraid of a cat. You know, hey, or him. A lot of people are afraid of black cats. I'm just saying. I'm not, again. I'm not trying to draw a comparison. I'm just. It's the best. I, you know, it's not him being chased by zombies. You know, it's not him. You know, fighting a ghost. You know, it's just him being a silly guy. That's who. He, that's right. who he is. Right. And that's been working. People love that. And so long he's that night that it's you know a, a nice guy. He's funny and he he captures the audience. And so long he's dead fucking serious in the ring like he is. It's not like he goes in the ring and he's about to do his finisher and he goes, oh, Johnny Hungry! And then he does a finisher. No. If, if in that match, he's One day he's going to do that and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to text you, ha! <laughs> I'm just going to text you, ha! Dude, I know and you I, are waiting. <laughs> I know you are waiting for shit. That's why I, when I was waiting for something. Was I there? No, I wasn't there. When the, when the, the bomb that didn't go, I was like, oh no. I was waiting. I was looking at my phone. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> no, it's no, coming. And it didn't come. You know why I'm I did? I'm proud of you. Yeah, I, spent 50, I, was, I spent 15 minutes laughing too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, about the, see, I don't blame. I don't. I think they take their wrestlers serious. Look at, um, like, I had the biggest. That problem that you're talking about with Johnny Hungy, I had that problem with Orange Cassidy. But then they made it click because that's just the way he is but no one takes him seriously. Right. And that's why it worked for me. I was like, ah, it's working because no one's like selling for him and then he, he then it clicks in him and then he becomes, he, he tries, right? That's the idea. They don't do that with their wrestlers. Even the zombie girl Abaddon. is Abaddon. She's not really a zombie. No one looks at her as Oh man, she's a fucking zombie. You know, the lights don't go out and the lights turn red and she's coming from a hole from the ring and shit like that. She's just a crazy ass bitch who dresses up as a crazy ass zombie and scares people. Because look at her. She's fucking scary. Right? That's it. You know? She bit Sheeta. Sheeta didn't turn into a zombie. You know? They don't take their gimmicks most of the time. I'll say that much because there were times where they were like like Matt Hardy when he teleported and shit. But most of the time they don't take their gimmicks into that world of like let's let's do Johnny Johnny Hungy is gonna be doing some weird Johnny Hungy move where he's gonna eat I don't know, some some stupid shit. And so far with with John Silver, whether it's in tag matches or singles matches, it's been serious matches. And this was another one. Um I gave it three and three quarters. Um, I'll go there. I have a question though. Yeah. So Darby Allen retained. Yeah. But during the match, John Silver got hurt. He's gonna be out four to six weeks. Yeah. I wonder was Silver supposed to win the match and they didn't change it mid match because he got hurt? No, I don't think so at all. See, I don't know. I understand that Darby Allen's hot right now. You know, he's he's with Sting. I I I think they should take the belt off. We talked about this before. We've been in the group before. They should put the belt on somebody else. Let him focus on the feud with Sting and Tag Team Taz. No, like I kind of like what they're doing now because they've kind of put that 
TV title energy back into the TNT title. And next, I, I gotta assume next week or the week after he's gonna be fighting Matt Hardy, um, based on what happens later on here. But um, the only thing I think that's that's gonna be that's gonna make his title run feel different is that I don't think they're gonna do the indie guys as much. You know, like what they did with Cody. It's gonna be him going through people from the Dark Order. And, well, people in the company. Right. Rather than indie guy, indie star X or indie star or B, uh, Y, which Cody did. Because well, it was needed because they didn't have anyone, right? Oh, oh I think it was a combination of that and a combination of AEW giving guys work. But now that everything's starting to open up again, that's what I'm saying. wrestlers like, are actually going back to work yeah. now. Because that run for a lot of guys in the, working for the company now was the tryout right. for a lot of guys, you know? So I think now they're gonna try to be more focused within AEW from what it looks like, um, which I'm curious as to how that's gonna be. I think Darby's great, so so long as he c- continues being great and they they do great stuff with him, he'll be fine. Um, I don't think John Silver was supposed to win this because um, he just got right back into it, um, injury and all. Um, did you see how he injured it? No, I didn't. He go. It's that spot where he he throws Darby into the the barricade thing, and then he's supposed to run at Darby to tackle him or whatever, but Darby moves out of the way, and he flips over the barricade. Okay. He catches his himself before he falls, stopped with his hand. Ooh. That must have popped it right out. Kind of like yeah, kind of like number when um. When what's his name Finn Balor when he, when he took the buckle bomb wrong on the outside yeah and and, and his arm went over the over the apron yeah. like he tried he put his arm in the wrong spot yeah same thing yeah, yeah. but uh but him he was just trying to take the bump Finn see th- there's a fine. there's a rule about stuff like that I mean not to the wrestling my my real quick story full side story my dad was a paratrooper my dad jumped out of airplanes and one of the rules in jumping out of airplanes is don't look down. Because your body will instinctively brace itself for impact. I think that's what happened here. So my, he, and that's how my dad ended up hurting his back because he he looked down once. He, he told yeah. me told me happened once. So yeah. So the idea is not to look down. So again, Silver shouldn't have looked down. He just went with the flow of the match. Yeah. He didn't. He looked where he was going. He braced himself, and that's where. Yeah, because he probably and probably by instinct put his hand up to stop. Right. And if. Good. And then he falls, and then you see him fold his arm like this. Yeah, like he put his arm over his his uh, head, probably because he felt something, and he was trying to see where it was. The most heartwarming thing, though, was seeing Reynolds just jump that fucking barricade to check on his boy. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I it was weird because during the match and after the match was over, I did I was googling John Silver. Yeah, mostly I want to find out how tall he actually was. Yeah, because he looks he's only five four. Him and Reynolds, I think we mentioned it, been teaming together for a while now. They yeah. teamed in WWE a couple of times. The Beaver Boys. And actually, John Silver had a match at NXT against Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so they've been around, they've been together for a while. They're from the island. They're from Long Island. Yeah. And they were part of AEW from the start, too. Yeah, they were one of, they were one of the, um, yeah, they were one of the early guys. Yeah. Um, see, so yeah, I thought it was great. I thought, um, all of Dark Order was there. And um, 
Sting comes out to keep them away because Sting didn't like them getting involved. Yeah, but they weren't getting involved. But they were getting involved enough. Yeah. I understand. They weren't getting involved like heels. You know, they weren't like Ooh, distracting that, anything. That like was that. a nice crossbody. Yeah. They weren't getting involved like heels get involved. You know, they weren't poking eyes or grabbing the foot or anything like that. But Allen Angels pushed Silver out of the way and took the, the hit for him, the, the suicide dive, right? You know, that's them getting involved. Silver was supposed to get that hit, not Angels, you know? So Sting is like, enough of this shit, get the fuck out. You know, he comes out with his bat, you know? Not attacking them, just giving them that fucking warning. Like, dude, everyone leave, leave the fight, let them fight alone, you know? Yeah. So I did like that. Because you did get their respect later on. And even during the match where Silver goes out of the ring to grab Darby and he gives he gives Sting that stare like, you know, like, I'm not afraid of you, you know? And then the, the match continues. Um, they like how it ended with him trying to do the Brody powerbomb as a yeah, tribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Darby f- reverses it with the code red and gets the pin. And that's been another story they've been telling. Darby's been doing this Cody thing where he's been getting these smart wins all of a sudden. Like these roll-ups and shit like that. You know? So I did like that. Um, so yeah. So then after this we have the Aftermath Brawl where the Hardy well, Party... Which does a lot of. Yeah. I'm not saying all this bad thing enough. They do a lot of them. This is the first one I've done in a couple of weeks. But they do. They do. They like to end these shows on brawls a lot. Like there's like mass havoc. I'm not well, saying it's a bad thing. I was saying it's a pattern. No, but it, it sets up stories, and they set up more stories between this. Like that's why I'm saying like I think Matt Hardy's gonna be the next contender to the TNT title. Um, and uh, yeah, who else came out? Oh yeah, and the girls came out and they started fighting each other. That was another thing. Dark Order came out for Ty Conti, and it was played as if she didn't know, and I like that. It's like, we're, we're here for you. You know, you're Anna's friend, so we're your friend too. Because she's not part of the Dark Order yet. You know? She doesn't have a number or anything. Um, Did you see that? When he yeah. pushed Matt Hardy's head down, his back of his head hit the metal. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Sorry. No, no worries. So, yeah. So, I did enjoy the match. I thought the match was great. They gave it three and three quarters. Um... Uh, then we had the aftermatch. I'll, I'll go with you on that. Then we had the aftermatch brawl. Um, I liked it. Uh, they, I thought tonight's show was great. Um, and they kind of really just they did a bunch of matches that were set up before, and they set up a bunch of other stuff for later. Um, really good uh, AW tonight. Well, I'm matching up NXT for NXT. I'm gonna give it to. Adam Cole and O'Reilly in the BJJ gym. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I'm going to give it to your main event. No, not the main event. Um, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to give it to Cross and Lorcan. Uh-huh. That's your interesting choice. Uh, let me see what I'm going to give it to. Me. I got I to gotta look, gotta look at the matches again. Yeah, match wise, I don't think NXT was great, but, but I thought 
It told NXT a lot. was very exciting. It told a lot. It had a lot of stuff going. It set up a lot. Didn't it feel like a go home show? It really did. It set up a lot going. It and set they have up one more week. It set up a lot for a takeover. It set up a lot for like next week. Yeah. For like you know the, the where titles are, what direction certain titles are headed. Yeah, it, I wonder what they're gonna do next week. It's gonna be like video packages and shit. <laughs> like, what's next week gonna be? Or this week, as we were listening. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I'll probably go with Devlin and Devlin and um, uh, it's not Kushida. those Escobar. Kushida. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, Kushida, Kushida. That part of my match tonight for NXT. Match tonight for AW. Uh, the Kenny Omega Matt Sydal match. Uh, prime main event for me. Okay. Match tonight overall. <sighs> for me, it's. The Omega side down match. Uh, probably Kushida that one. I really? enjoyed. I enjoyed that. One. I really did. Wow. Uh, show of the night. I know generous. Like, so I gotta just say it. I'm gonna say tie. Really? Yeah. Listen, I didn't like the matches so much on NXT, but the end of the show. Was exciting. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna change that. Um, match tonight for NXT and overall. The opening tag with Kelvin Gonzalez, Dakota guy against Zoe Stark and Neil Shrine. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. I'm going to change it. Um, yeah, NXT was just exciting, you know? Yeah. I loved it. At the end of the day, at the end of the show, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't like, oh, well, that was just a bunch of shit, which I've done up before. It was just like exciting, you know? And it got me excited for a lot of shit. And AEW was the same as AEW is for me. So both shows were great. Both shows were exciting. So I fucking enjoyed both shows. I gave it a tie. Yeah, a, to me, AEW had better matches. You know? But I, I just felt excited at the end of both shows. And that's what got me excited. Last week, for me... Again, I'm not trying to get another argument. But for me, I felt like you were way off the sauce. <laughs> giving it to NXT. You know? Because they just... There's no way that show was better than them. Than uh, AEW. Because... Because they couldn't be. They, 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 they were cut off at the knees because of COVID, right? Right. And, and the, the botch central of uh, the main event. But but you gave it a tie. I was like, really? But but today, I think both shows hit a good stride. And I, I was like, all right, give it. For me, see, I don't know. I, uh, I can't give to NXT this week. I, I just, I, you know what? <laughs> I just could like I like AEW wasn't bad, but a lot of stuff in AEW I just like I know it's in the QT Marshall code whatever they did whatever doing with them I don't a lot of stuff the AEW that I just don't care about. This uh, it felt like. I just, like you said AEW like you said AEW does what AEW does every week. To me, that's part of the problem. It feels like the same show every week. I mean, the match is always good, but it doesn't feel... they don't it does, Nothing, the formula doesn't change. It feels like the same show every week, kind of, sometimes. What do you mean, the formula? Not, not the, like, they have great matches every week. They put on these great matches. Yeah. They have that one match with a lot of spots in it. They have... They have you know, not, they, they, end the match, they end the show on a brawl a lot of times. They set up something with... that interview with Sting. Like, they do a lot of the same, which is fine. I just noticed. I'm not questioning you. Yeah, 
I think for one. They didn't interview him, but Tony Schiavone did say it. It's Sting when Sting came out the bat. He did say it's Sting. It just Sting. Yeah, but I didn't do the interview. No, they didn't do an interview this week. I just noticed that. I was like, holy (laughs) shit. They didn't do the interview. But like they, I'm a but, bit disappointed. I might take points off. <laughs> but like you know, they do a lot of good. But it feels like the same show every week sometimes. No, but it's the, they're setting up stories. Right. And they the, let things breathe. Yeah, but the problem with then, is, but like I said, the problem with, I'm having with AEW sometimes it feels like the same show every week. Like it, it feels very formulaic. If Formula, that's the right word. I'm formulaic. Right. Thank you. Um. No, I disagree. Well, that's what the show's about. As far as the agree or disagree on shit. We're the disputed era. We, we <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the show this week. All we do is dispute. That's the name of the show this week, disputed era. <laughs> um, or, 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 or when it becomes a disputed era. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, because all... I don't know where I got it from, but all that titles are or whens. Yeah. Know. Well, friend used to do that. When I have a friend, like, the one with, and it'll be like, the one where Ross can't flirt, or the one with the the last the last episode. Like, that's how Friend always did it. Yeah, it was I, always the one with. And I then, think I got it from that movie, Dr. Strangelove, or when, no. Or when I learned Or when you start learning how to love the bomb. Yeah, the bomb, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I got it from that. But uh, I did it for the first episode, and it wasn't intended to continue with that. It kind of was. But I just kind of like the I kind of like it, too. I like it, yeah. too. I noticed that I was doing it like the second or third week I noticed you were doing it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm like, it kind of works. Yeah. Something different from the other show we were doing. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I, I'm fine with it. It's all I, about aesthetics. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> Zach Gowan. Yeah, Gowan. Remember when you fought Brock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're watching another TNA pay-per-view right now. We're watching... Delirious? delirious, yeah. We're watching 2005 Slammiversary. Yeah, you know why we're watching this shit? Because because of Peacock Network. Because we get cock block. Pretty much. Fuck. I, I we got it. We need a new gimmick. We need a new fucking service, man. Um, I'm so pissed off at. Now she got me angry again. I'm so sorry. Let's move on. Who is that? That is uh, Jarrell Clark. Who the fuck is Jarrell Clark? I don't know. I just read the name. <laughs> I think the way you said that, like you know who he was. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. Um, I'm gonna change it up this week a little bit. Oh, oh! It's been a crazy week. We're, you heard what happened in Georgia? Oh yes. Well, basically, they're trying to suppress votes in, in Georgia now, mm-hmm. and they're telling people that if you're, it's now a crime to give people water when they're standing in line to vote. Okay, and yet the the the, um, the black um, senator or, or congressman wanted to sit in when the governor was signing it, and she got arrested for knocking on the door. If you watch the video; all she was doing was knocking on the door, and she got arrested. Meanwhile, people stormed the fucking Capitol, and and people were outraged about what the fuck's happening in this country. Seriously, what the fuck is happening in this country? So, having said that, be kind to each other. And remember, everybody's going through something. Nobody rides for free. Peace.